0: Welcome to the final episode, at least for now, anyways, of the Oblivion Song Podcast. This has been a show where friends have gathered and talked all things Oblivion Song, a comic book by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo de Felici.
1: We are your hosts, TJ. I'm Ryan.
2: And I'm Bill. Uh, You can also follow us um, and and join the conversation if there's any more conversation to be had (laughs) over on Twitter. Um, We do have an email or a Gmail. Uh, the Oblivion Song Podcast at gmail.com if, if you want to, you know, keep keep emailing us for whatever reason. TJ, that was sad what you just did. Yeah, I know. It
0: is sad, isn't it? Yeah. Final episode, at least for now. I mean, we do know that there's a movie coming out. Uh, if there's ever any movie news, uh, keep an eye out because we may be back here or maybe we'll do like a segment on the Invincible podcast. You can also hang out with us over there. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll be back in some capacity, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that we could like see an Oblivion song trailer and not podcast yeah. the shit out of it. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll be back.
2: The cool thing is the movie is absolutely going forward much quicker than, let's say, the Invincible movie. Um, so we, we should
1: as far as we know, we'd like to think it is.
2: Well, I mean, there's an actor attached, so yeah. which is more than we can say for the Invincible movie. Very true. It is very true.
0: So Oblivion Song, the series, is out there. It's done. It's It's finished.
1: The entire thing. You can read the entirety of it.
0: From beginning to end. Yep. It's uh oh. We started this uh four years ago and Kirkman, you know, Lorenzo and the whole team started this four years ago. Feels like way more than four years. It does. It does feel like it really does. Like it was geez when was it it was march of 2018 wow. march 8th of 2018 i want to say
1: we started invincible and oblivion song in march yes we did interesting
0: hmm. yep so yeah
1: uh wait so wait wait wait
2: we started invincible two, two years two years but that's it we were doing yeah. invincible podcast for only two years before we started oblivion song yep i feel like that, that
1: makes this crazy. even sadder yeah we were yeah. doing invincible for almost two years before the final issue came out
0: Wow. I mean, wow. if you are new to the Oblivion Song podcast because maybe you saw, you know, that we are interviewing the writer himself, then um, just hold tight. We'll get to the interview in a few seconds. But, uh, yeah, want to go over some Oblivion Song news. Not really much to report other than, you know, it's done, end. it's ended, you know. But um, if you want to have the entire collection um in paperback form or in hardcover form both of them i believe are coming out in two weeks and the uh hardcover drops on the 23rd of july i believe the trade paperback does as well Mm -hmm. Uh, the covers for both of those are sick very very cool yeah Um, they're great Mm
3: -hmm. and the,
0: the hardcovers are amazing too so you if you i would definitely recommend owning owning them in hardcover form
1: so I wonder if this means we're going to be getting a compendium at some point. Oh, definitely. You know, Most like definitely. maybe maybe it comes out like, you know, in the build up to the movie or something like that.
0: I definitely think that we'll get a compendium. I mean, they did a compendium for um, out, um, Outcast, and that was forty eight issues.
2: Yeah, and it's all one. It's all, all one, one thing. That'd yeah. be so awesome. That's the best way to read Oblivion Song, yep. is yep. in like one sitting.
1: I'm a sucker for the back matter and the large format of the hardcovers, mm-hmm. though. So I, I, I'll be getting the the third book as soon as it comes out.
0: Yeah, I've always liked to trade paperbacks for any other comic, mm-hmm. but the hardcovers for Oblivion Song are just so good. So, yeah, um, yeah keep an eye out on on and that.
1: Then, I mean, another thing to throw out there: a shout out to Brian Huntington over at Skybound. Did um, he always does the like uh, animated? You know, clips, Mm -hmm. uh, whether they be the covers or panels from the comic. Um, He animates them really cool and he put them up on his YouTube channel, which is like, he put all of them up combined. It's like an 18-minute video of all this Oblivion song in motion, which is pretty cool. Um, Just check out his um, uh, uh, Twitter for the link, uh, Brian Huntington.
0: Yeah, I did not know that. Very cool. Check it out. Indeed. So, you know, we will we did have Kirkman on we interviewed him a while back so we will
1: yeah, play luck- that now we were lucky enough to get um get an advance copy uh to read because he was you know to to fit into his busy schedule to have a chat with him about the end of Oblivion Song and uh and uh we had a great time with him
0: it's gotten to the point now where we we interview Kirkman and we it's not even we can't even call it an interview. It's really just us hanging out. Yeah. I mean, we talk we talk about Oblivion Song and then we go off and we talk about other things and we just we just chat and it's it's awesome talking to Kirkman. Oh, yeah. He's just very uh, very down to earth guy. So here that is, and we hope you enjoy it. Enjoy. And here we are with the man himself, the guy, the reason why we do pretty much everything that we do, the <laughs> creator and co-creator and writer of Oblivion Song, Robert Kirkman. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Happy to be
4: here. This is very exciting. Awesome.
1: It was uh, how many years ago, TJ, that you uh, cornered Robert at uh, New York Comic Con and said, hey, ooh. if uh, will you come on Oblivion Song podcast? <laughs> I believe it was... <laughs> I believe it was 2019,
0: and it was shortly after uh, he came on Invincible Podcast. It was like issue uh, so that like four or five. Issue.
1: It was only a few yeah. months after it released. Yeah, And I uh, caught him
0: walking through New York Comic Con, and I kind of cornered him off and and uh, asked him to come on the podcast. And he said, you no. know, I caught I came on Invincible Podcast. When that one ended, I'll come on Oblivion Song when that one ended. And didn't even need to remind you. You, you
4: stuck to your word, and, you know, you remembered, and... <laughs> We appreciate that. I, I try to be a good guy when I can. Uh, also, I should say, uh, when I said that, I knew that 36 was going to be the last yeah. issue. And uh, thinking about it now, you you probably were like, oh, cool, you'll come on for episode 144.
1: Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that had definitely crossed our mind. It was like, so when is that going to be again? I mean, I mean, but you did say early on, I think, that you had, a, had an end in mind that, you know, you knew where you were going with this thing. I mean, how much, if you can say, like, did this evolve as as time went on? Because this was, I mean, 36 issues, but it was, I mean, that's four years now? Has it been? When did it come so, out to you?
4: I think Lorenzo and I have technically been working on the book for seven years. Oh, my but God. There were, there were a lot of gaps where we, like, there was a year between issue one and two. Oh, yeah. Wow. We, got
2: a little, we got a little bit of insight to that when we talked to Lorenzo, because um, he, he was already working on a project or something like that, but he really obviously wanted to work oh, with yeah. you. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that 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 adds up. The time frame adds up, yeah.
0: We did have a couple uh, people that wrote in some questions, and this is a perfect time to bring up Jordan Gilbert's question, who said, uh, "When did the idea of writing of the when when did the idea and writing process start for Oblivion Song? As you said, it was about seven years before that, and was it a collaborative effort like Invincible was with Corey Walker and uh, Ryan Otley?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think um, the the like initial nugget for Oblivion Song." Uh, I probably had the idea I don't know, I think I was working at Marvel at the time. It was, you know, at least 10 years ago, possibly uh, 15. Um, So, and, 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 you know, I didn't have the title Oblivion Song and I didn't uh, uh, know all the ins and outs of what I was going to do, but the opening sequence of Nathan uh, fighting the monster was kind of what I started with. Um, and I, and I had a bunch of like other aspects of it, but it was all very vague. Um, I, I know initially,, uh, Nate was going after his wife, who was stranded in the other dimension and not his brother. Uh, and that changed at some point. But uh, when Lorenzo came on board, um, you know, that's when I started. Uh, working with him to finalize all the ideas and we came up with all the side characters and he, you know, came up with all the visuals for all the creatures Mm -hmm. and different things. And um, but, you know, like 15 years ago or whatever, when I had the initial idea, it was a completely different concept. I think uh, initially it was like the biblical hell (laughs) that he was going to. Oh, uh, Oh, that's cool. Kind of evolved uh, as we, uh, uh, you know, as the years went on and I didn't get around to doing the idea. But uh, but yeah, when, when Lorenzo was on board and we started solidifying everything is when it really started taking shape.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that the idea of that being the biblical hell is cooler, <laughs> or, or I want to hear that story, <laughs> but I, I would like to hear – I love – I like, Event Event Horizons one of my favorite movies of all time, and the idea of, like, hell being, like, a dimension that's uh, real, but, like, you know, like a mirror dimension – so I'd like to I'd like to hear a take any, on that.
0: Any opportunity for Bill to work in Event
2: Horizon? Event Horizon. To any, yeah. any conversation
4: <laughs> or Waterworld or any of the details. And so it was basically just that. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> uh, going over to Hill or something that could be cool. Uh, get a lot of like uh, demons and and cool stuff in there. That'd be neat. Uh, I will tell this story. Uh, so the title was originally just going to be Oblivion, mm-hmm. and then Tom Cruise did that movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I can't just use the title Oblivion they they kind of just did it and you know technically there is a movie called Invincible and there is a uh, an old movie called The Walking Dead Uh, so it is kind of a fun tradition Uh, (laughs) so I probably should have just called it Oblivion but uh, uh, I I mean I think Lorenzo had definitely drawn the first issue and uh, I think we were working on issue two and three I still hadn't decided what the title was gonna be and I couldn't figure out what was uh, you know what it was going to be and and uh, I had I had hit on oblivion song, but it was kind of my temp title Because uh, I didn't I didn't it didn't sound right to me for some reason and I was like, ah, I don't really like oblivion song Ah, whatever and I was uh, there's a, a There's a burger joint in LA called in and out uh, and It's fairly famous people outside of LA know about it But what's funny about it is it's so popular that when you decide to go there you're in line for like 30 40 minutes uh sometimes like depending on the time of day and so i was in line uh getting burgers for the family and uh and i was i was just thinking about the title i was like ah, this is just, i can't i can't like i can't come up with anything Oblivion blue Bean song's not good enough it's, it's pissing me off and then i looked and there was a billboard for atomic blonde
3: mm-hmm.
4: and i was like oh atomic blonde that is the greatest title ever that's what i need i need something that's like a A weird word that sounds cool that's next to some like plain word (laughs) also sounds cool like 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 atomic blonde like that's what i need and then i was like yeah, like oblivion song all right i guess that's the title (laughs)
3: that's great
1: (laughs) no i think that i think that works i remember early on it was very much like okay so it's that siren song type thing maybe it has something to do with that pull, that desire to go back but maybe you shouldn't listen to that thing and then now after reading the the final issue which you know we're we're talking full spoilers for the final issue now it kind of brings on sure. this other alternate meaning at least in my mind with you know there's there's oblivion and there's earth and now earth has a song that we learn about in the beginning of uh of the issue and in, in that flashback and it's kind of like hearing nature hearing that the the natural sound of its of its location and getting into a little bit of you know obviously the road you go down with um uh climate change and uh and and the lack of doing anything about it and all those kind of topics that that get brought up and you know brought to a head in this so
4: it's like every uh every comic book ending i've done has some kind of overtones of robert just doesn't like humanity all that
1: much (laughs) 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 yeah but but people but people are still redeemable to a degree
4: well (laughs) that's my hope
1: (laughs) some people so
0: i mean the, the final issue is out there like Ryan said we we all read it um, I loved it I think Ryan and bill also loved it um, but how does it feel now that uh, now that oblivion song is over or how does it feel like when you normally um, finish um, and really any title I mean are you like relieved or
4: sad or something? I mean it's all of the above I mean it's definitely uh, it's definitely a relief to uh, I've always got a I've always got way too much work <laughs> going on. Uh and so uh there's definitely a, a sense of like, oh, that's off my plate, that's great. Uh, but uh uh it is also uh sad, you know, because I uh I enjoy you know, spending time with these characters, I enjoy uh exploring this world. Uh it's hard to describe, but uh you know, like being the writer and coming up with this stuff. Um, you know, as I come up with it, I'm kind of experiencing it as a reader. And so I enjoy, uh, finding out where the things go as I, as I come up with them or as they come to me or whatever. Um, and so it sucks to think like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be visiting with Nathan and Ed or Heather or Duncan or any of these people anymore. Um, and so there is a, uh, a sense of loss that kind of yeah. creeps in. Um, but uh, uh, it never overpowers the uh, the sense of relief <laughs> <laughs> for having it off my plate. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's weird. I've done it a few times now, mm-hmm. so it's getting to be a little bit nor- more normal. There was a time where you know Invincible and Walking Dead were going on indefinitely, and Outcast was going strong, and I hadn't really done a lot of endings, uh, and I was very nervous about it. But after finishing those three series. And then working on the ending for this series, I I feel like I'm getting used to it and I'm getting the hang of it. And uh, so the the ending of firepower when it eventually comes won't upset me much at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is there something that go ahead, Bill?
2: No, I was just going to say that I, I think out of almost everything, this had the most like finite, like you could see an end. Like you can tell this is a very definitive story. Like I couldn't see oblivion song going on forever unless you know like we had talked about wouldn't it be cool if if the transference opened up to like a third dimension and like that kind of stuff but um i think that that this was like a night a nice tidy little package and and you're right you're getting a hang of the endings man because like this this was like a really nice epilogue you know what i mean like it summed everything up it added a little bit more it still surprised us Mm -hmm. um but it just, yeah, it just it, it, with a little bow, with a tidy little bow on it. Great. Whatever.
4: I mean, I don't know. This series was started with the ending in mind. Uh, it's something I kind of did with Outcast as well. I think this, this book was a little bit more structured than Outcast in that from the very beginning, I knew that it was going to be three 12 issue arcs that kind of,
3: yeah,
4: kind of had a three act structure to it. Uh, and I wanted it to be. Um yeah you know, I wanted to build to the invasion so that the third the third arc was just this like crazy uh world spanning invasion mm-hmm. uh the first arc was like interacting with oblivion a little bit and then the second arc was like really exploring oblivion and setting up the uh uh you know the big invasion so you know, I kind of had that whole thing planned, so I guess that might be why the ending is a little bit more, uh, you know, finite and definitive. Because mm-hmm. you know, I've always been working toward it. With Invincible and Walking Dead, I, I kind of meandered, uh, and and the ending kind of took shape like as I was getting deeper and deeper into the series.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and when you and saying, it works
2: really well for. Oh, sorry, Ryan. It's okay. No, no go, go, go go go. No, go ahead. No, no i was no,
1: just gonna say no question. <laughs> <laughs> right. You go. Go i was just gonna say so when you're sitting down to actually get to the details of these endings i mean what are some of the things that you're looking at most is it you want to make sure to get some of those callbacks some of the some uh some surprises or there's this one story thread that you set out from the very beginning that you knew this was at the end i know you've talked about tara standing there in that gladiator arena like that was an image you always wanted to get to um so, I mean, is there is it just like a combination of all those things like we got to see like and that was one of the moments in reading this uh, final issue that I was like, like wanted to shout was five years later. And it's like, yes, like there it is again. Like, it was it just happened, it,
2: I, it, I was so mad at you, Ryan. I was so mad. I like, <laughs> that fucker probably called it and he's going to. It's so
1: good, him. though. Like it it, it it just fits so well. It was like, how did we not, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, I was I think I was excited to get to the details of Ed and Nathan's backstory uh because i i'd never really gone into what happened to them uh you know the fact that ed basically raised nathan like that's kind of a real in this issue um just how like entwined and how deep their relationship goes um and so i was excited to get to that stuff but i mean really like say it's all of the above uh you know i try to find those moments in the series um, you know, as I'm getting to the end of a series, I always try to reread everything to see if there's anything else I can pull out to mm-hmm. call back to or to reference in some way to uh, make sure there is like a overarching sense of completion, uh, you know, to the series. Um, and, and, you know, some of that stuff's built in and some of it, uh, you know, I just kind of find, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as I'm as I'm working on the series. I can't remember. Uh, I know the, the wall moment uh, with them chiseling their names into it. That was oh. something.
1: Was I was like, who is he act. crossing off? His name is oh, uh, Heather's not on there. Who's on there that he would be crossing <laughs> off? No, I love that. That was such he's a good page turner. What's yeah. that?
4: I said he's adding them now. I know
1: it's <laughs> so cool. That was great. That was such a, a good comment Him and and then of course the uh, uh, fear the returned guy flip flopping and now yeah. all of a sudden he's like, oh no, nope, now it's. That was great. That was great.
0: One all of your stories tend to be uh, very different in genre, but uh, one thing that tends to remain constant in pretty much all of your stories is family is that something that you when you sit down and create a story and create a new like ip title is that something that you purposely try
4: to work into the stories that you make not necessarily i think it's just that uh um, you know you write what you know and, and and also I try to do stories that are universal that can appeal to the most people as possible and everyone has some form of a family
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, and and all the you know complications and drama that comes from that and so I think that I, I've just hit on that as uh you know something that's very relatable and something that helps me make characters relatable and make characters interesting I think that's uh you know maybe it's my crutch it's like that's my way into like, finding who a character is and exploring who a character is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely a, a de facto theme of everything I've done. Now you've got me thinking like, can I, I gotta, I gotta think of something that doesn't have any kind of family. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I got to something different.
2: Was, um Nate and Ed's relationship in the, in the flashback, was that inspired by anything? Cause it, it seemed very like, like, Specific in like the things that were happening, because like, you never think like their 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 relationship and their personalities are so opposite, where it's completely flipped. I never in a million years would I think that Ed was as responsible as he was, uh, and, 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 it, and it
1: felt so natural. Yeah, like as the progression so natural, was going natural. on through yeah, like, through like teaching how to shave and drive, and then the mother, and then everything. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
4: I just made that shit up. I don't
3: know.
2: There you go, man. <laughs> See, that was good, man. It, it was good. I was like, holy shit, I heard, I heard- <laughs> this is like, this is some deep shit right here. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
4: you know, that stuff has happened. I mean, there's, you know, like you've, I've, I, I, I've heard of that happening to people. I've, I've seen that in, you know, I'm sure there's like some movies or something where that kind of story has happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like I haven't, uh, you know, didn't, didn't draw on any uh, uh personal relationships or anything for that. Uh, I have a younger brother. Uh, he's a cool dude. Uh, you know, he definitely, you know, has a different kind of life than my life. And I think that uh, to a certain extent, this series is exploring my relationship with my brother and the differences and how he sees things and how I see things and how my life is different than his and how, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a grass is greener on the other mm-hmm. side kind of thing, um, where sometimes I think, oh, he's got it all figured out and, and and I'm the idiot. And then sometimes I'm like, no, he's the idiot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and and so there's there's definitely parts of that 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 creep into this story
1: uh one specific question that i had when reading the final issue was the the square building and it was one of those things that if if my assumption is right would that just be one it's like the location that they use to transfer back and forth is that like a main hub there's the square Uh, building with the like pulls on the ends that he sabotages. Yeah.
4: So what you're looking at there is uh, is a cube comprised of shipping containers. Shipping containers so that's yeah. just that's just industry. So like that entire block gets transferred
1: over to yeah, Oblivion. Yeah. So they do that's, one block basically at a time, or like, like yeah. to to move larger amounts of things and quantities back and forth.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically like a, a port. Where yeah, like yeah. Those shipping containers come over on a boat and then they get processed and disseminated through the country. Um, that's where they're getting transferred over to Oblivion. And that's like the main hub where they're yeah. getting all of their, you know, like food and and things that, you know, like clothing yeah. and I don't know, like yeah. all the stuff they're selling in that mall is coming through that. Port. <laughs> um, and vice yeah. versa, right?
2: They're probably getting like the lithium and all that and the coal and shit like that. Yeah, that they, yeah. yeah. they're
4: sending that stuff back. Yeah. yeah I, I, uh, uh, you know there were definitely a few scenes that i wanted to you know i i, I was gonna have uh, heather preparing a shipping container that had a lot of their stuff in it uh just to show that they were getting like you know some kind of last minute like chunk of their stuff over into oblivion before they decided to settle there um but you know in the writing of it it's yeah. like there's no room for this scene and it's and not then you wouldn't
1: have the reveal of him talking to to you know ward at the at the wall and then the page turn it's like that's where they are you know, and because yeah. yeah. prior I mean, to that, they, you don't they, see anything. It's all ambiguous. It
4: yeah, it would. be You wouldn't really know what it was yeah. at that. Point. Uh, and then later, the reveal okay. would come. But uh, but yeah yeah. I mean, I, I I tried to come up with more stuff around those shipping containers to show that, uh, uh, you know, how the the society works now that Oblivion was like a part of uh, of our civilization mm-hmm. and the different transferring of of goods and things but uh
1: and I assumed that especially with him being able to cripple it and that completely mess him up
4: yeah yeah, yeah. in the end, just tried to do it as uh, in as short uh in as few pages as possible yeah. to uh lessen Lorenzo's burden as he uh patiently waited for <laughs> spring.
1: I don't think uh we've ever been so convinced that a character was dead as uh, the end of the last issue with uh, ed Sweet. because i'm telling you every time i mean whether it's walking dead or invincible we're always like mm-hmm. all right so this we're person's probably dead but really they can yeah. cut their leg off or maybe this will happen or you know what that person's probably gonna die but he got punched like through the stomach i mean somebody survived that before even, he'll be fine even, we even
2: were like the flashback dead, dead. Even when i started it with the i started with the flashback i'm like oh he's making
1: us cry right off the bat no i'm i'm telling I'm you dead. i i started and as soon as it started with the, that flashback i'm like Oh, what damn. Now he can't die. Now he better not die, because now I really like him. So, no, it was a great, that was, that was cool.
4: Yeah, in the in the script for 35, it, it, it specifically says, like, the knife is going directly through his heart. There is no way he can <laughs> his survive. His eyes roll back. He's he 100% clear that he is dead. <laughs> uh, and, and Lorenzo knew that he wasn't dead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> But yeah, I just wanted
1: to make it. I just wanted
4: to make it clear because you've got alien technology, and so it's like, yeah. oh, you know, the rules are changed. You can have your art cut in half and come yeah.
1: back. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, he he not only captured that perfectly well, but in this issue, Lorenzo, of course, nailing it as we talked about all last episode and throughout this entire run, um, he just captured mood and emotion so well on these faces and these scenes. He he crushes technology and fight choreography like he crushed this whole yeah. series.
2: Dude, we we were so fucking thrilled to hear that he had another project that he was working on. And then Skybound, it got yeah. and then it got announced what it was,
1: like Yeah, Skybound X25 later this year. Chroma. Yeah, no, it's, it's
4: It's spectacular. I've uh I've read the first issue and I think I think I've read the second issue. I know he he's he he's working in a in a interesting process where he's uh it's almost like he's sculpting the issues. Uh, cause you can read it in like layout form and then he finishes oh some God, of the panels yeah. and then he goes through, he does another pass. It's, it's really cool watching him work, but, uh, it's, it's fun seeing him stretch out on his own. And, uh, oh. yeah, he's actually, uh, uh, handling the coloring as well as yeah. the writing. And so he's just like Robert, Annalisa, goodbye. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what a perfect segue into our next, uh, question that comes from Mitch Crassen Um, uh, when talking about structuring a comic book, he wants to know, he says, uh, How do you go about pacing a comic the length of that Oblivion song was? Do you have distinct periods where you slow down or
4: is there a different way to plan? Uh, I mean, you mean uh, pacing like the entire series? Um, Or moments in which you know that a climax has to come or whatnot? Yeah, I um, I think the structure of uh, the actual comic book helps me um, it's something that uh, isn't there when I'm writing television episodes, so it's uh, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, but I mean, you know, you, you learn different things. But uh, uh, in comic books, every page turn is an opportunity to surprise, and uh, you're limited for length for the most part. Um, You know, I can go 20 to 24 pages pretty easy. And obviously there are issues where I expand it much further beyond that. But if you try to stay within those uh, confinements, it's it's, for me, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years now, but for me, I sit down with like a 22 page map and I go, okay, well, this moment's going to be here and this moment's going to be here and I need to have like enough time to make this moment important leading up to it and enough time for a resolution behind it to, to, you know, put in a motion after the event. And, and once you start, uh, uh, blocking those in to those slots, um, it's all, it's all kind of laid out to the point where then, um, I don't know, like it, 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 It seems easy, I guess, is is what I'm trying to say, because if you go, okay, my big moment has to be on page 16, I need page 17 and 18 to be a resolution, 18 is a page turn resolution moment and reaction to 16, and I need to get to 16 – pretty fast. So I need to start the ramp up on page 10. Well, then you've got 10, 16 and 18 all blocked in. And so then it's like, okay, well, how do I get to page 10? Okay, well, I know I have to cover this moment. And I've got this subplot from this last issue that does this and I need to have a lull that leads into this thing. And so that's going to be on page eight. And uh, it sounds
2: super
1: easy. If, if, you, Ryan, if Ryan loves that, type no, of I'm telling you right now, if, you fucking
2: do, Ryan. Listen to Choose this. Listen typing. to this. If I you're if, if
1: you're hearing this right now and you're like super into what Robert's saying, he's giving free classes every month in the back of Walking Dead Deluxe and RC and and Firepower with that's RC true. Coda. I'm telling you, man, that stuff is gold. I, I, everybody should be reading that because that's what I look forward to most when it comes to those. Um, obviously. Hardcovers. Getting no, no not just hardcovers, but it's like it's like director's commentary for comic books. Like what you're doing in the back of these things. And like I don't know if it's just coincidence that you've been doing it for both Walking Dead Deluxe and now with Firepower, but those that's that's been a blast reading those. So
4: that's awesome to hear. I know that's, it's, it's a lot of, it's kind of a pain in the ass to do one of those two weeks. I bet, but, uh, uh, but it is, it is fun. And it's nice to like pull the curtain back and be like, ah, you know, I don't yeah. know. This is, it was just this funny because you're
1: talking about that. And I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause you've laid it out. You're like, okay, well, Glenn and Maggie need to get married here. So we know he needs to get the ring here. So if he gets the ring in this issue, then we got to show him getting the bodies in there. And then like you break it down visually and explain it. So it's, that's awesome. I was wondering why yeah. your eyes kept getting wider and wider. I was like, right? yes, this is you're what you like, Oh is- my god,
2: I love yeah. us.
4: But the hard part is coming up with the cool stuff to go in page 16 and page 10 and all that kind of stuff. Like that's, you know, that's where it's difficult because, you know, then you're, yeah, I've had issues where I'm like, well, this issue is boring. Yeah. <sighs> I have to come up with something new to plug into page 18 or else this whole issue is going to be a wash.
1: It actually um, but, it actually uh, happened when I was reading uh, the final issue of Oblivion Song. I'm like, so you cut from the flashback to him, to, to Nate standing over Ed saying, please, please, please. And I'm like, I thought that would have been on that page. And then it's a two page spread of five years later. I'm like, that's why. I was like, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I like getting in. I like see what you've I done to we're me. We're you've inceptioned so into my brain. <laughs> yeah, so that's what everyone's
4: going to be thinking. I can I see the wires.
3: Now,
4: <laughs> Wait a This would normally be a page turn moment. Robert made a mistake here. <laughs> so... Um, while we're on
2: the topic of coming up with cool stuff, a K J said, all I want to know is how he came up with the names for oh the my, Cathal. Oh,
3: my
0: God. I, I got it before you answer, I got to say, when we first had you on the podcast on Invincible, first wow. time we ever talked to you, you roasted us. On how badly we mispronounce all the Invincible character names, <laughs> I can only imagine how badly, how badly we butchered we... this. And For those sure. were normal names like oh, Steve. I, we probably destroyed. <laughs> we should just
1: all pull. I, I, we should just pull a random issue and read the previously on, because some of those previously ons are like the best. Brutal <laughs> man. I, I you know I I think
4: you guys I think you guys get it okay. Like it's it's uh uh DeCall uh, uh Gak- or or Gakal.
2: Yep, that's right. We're telling you, that's right. That's how we fucking say yeah, it. Yeah, I think
4: it's, I think it could call, uh, uh Currag, Currag. Currag, Currag, Currag. whatever. Currag. I don't know. I, I even I haven't decided. Um, but uh... <laughs> this <laughs> this is is what,
3: what I I,
2: I imagine uh... you sitting in a in a in like a couch, leaned back, and you have someone next to you with a notepad. You're like, all right, write these down. Ready? A <laughs> call. Oh. <laughs>
3: Gothum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is gold mr kirkman this is gold solid gold keep it coming <laughs> uh, no I, I
4: i don't know it was uh, uh yeah they're all i can't remember who the first one that was named was it wasn't DeCall or Decool. uh i don't know i don't yeah. know anyway i came up with the first name and then i was like ah that's a naming theme i'll just give them all double vowels at the end um nice. and, and work all that out and, and that, then for and karag it was flipped because i was like he's a leader so his name is like a little different so he doesn't have the double vowel thing
3: mm.
4: um and, and that was just to make him seem more important or something
1: and then it's nice. just pure coincidence in poetry that uh Jillenhall has two a's
4: that's that's very weird <laughs> how um, weird is that I mean, the other thing is i i I picture their language being very breathy because it's uh like wind traveling through those holes or whatever Mm -hmm. and so with the double vowel thing you can kind of imagine them like saying their names kind of in a like creepy drawn out way um because that's kind of how their dialogue works yeah Uh, but you know like i say that's something we'll explore in the movie you can't do that in comics
3: yeah yeah (laughs)
0: Um, another question uh, that comes from Wyatt Lane, who does the music for this podcast and also the Invincible podcast, and also did that super cool uh, Machine Head remix yeah. from the animated series. I love <laughs> that
3: thing. <That's> so great.
0: <laughs> uh, he wrote in and said, "Kirkman seems to really enjoy jumping around into different genres. Oblivion Song being more sci-fi, uh, Fire Firepower being a martial arts story, and he obviously has uh, tons of other ongoing projects he's involved with. But is there a specific genre?" that he hasn't really touched on yet that he'd
4: like to play with in the future in a future project uh, I mean I've always wanted to do a romance thing uh, but uh, uh, would it work in comics I don't know <laughs> uh, so so I don't know um, and, and uh, yeah I don't know I mean there's definitely some other stuff I've been playing around with but I'm not not going to reveal anything here yet but uh, but there's definitely a lot of genres out there that I haven't dabbled in that I think would be kind of fun. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but with my new projects, I, I will be continuing to do, uh, uh, you know, stuff I haven't done before.
1: Code felt really unique compared to a lot of the stuff you've done before.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like a cross between sci-fi and fantasy. So that's going to be, that's going to be really cool. Cool. Um, going back to, you mentioned
0: the movie. Of course, we got a bunch of people that wrote in uh, kind of inquiring about that. We are assuming you probably can't say too much about that. but That would be uh, a correct
3: assumption. <laughs> yes, as
0: always. Uh, but can you talk maybe a bit about the differences between writing for a comic versus writing the same story but for a movie format?
4: Well, I mean, um I'm working with Jake's team and and developing this. Uh, I won't actually be writing the script myself just because my duties on The Invincible Show are keeping me uh, uh, far too busy these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am continuing to write many episodes for that series. Um so uh, uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's yeah uh, uh, you know, i I'm fortunate in that i uh, and I kind of I kind of like this. um, it's same with the Invincible movie. Um, you know, I get to like work with the writer and, you know, give them my ideas and, you know, help them shape the story, but, you know, really just kind of let them, uh, run wild and do really cool stuff so that I get to experience it like an audience member to a certain extent. Um, and, uh, and you know, it's a fun process, uh. Which is different than what I'm doing on the Invincible show, but uh, it's cool to be able to experience the thing through other people's eyes and and uh, uh, you know see different aspects of it that uh, that I never really saw myself, which is a lot of fun.
1: Very cool. Cool. I got a random one that does not tie into that at all, but I'm going to ask it now, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, and I guess this guy does kind of tie into what we've already talked about, so I guess this is very makes this. Obviously, I'm going to ask this. So in Walking Dead and Invincible, um, you did chapter breaks and uh, throughout the collected editions, whether they were trades or hardcovers or what. With Oblivion Song, you didn't do that. So it was, what was the con- the decision behind that? And I mean, are you thinking about... Because I know you think about page turns and all that kind of stuff, but there's not a page turn when it comes to those breaks and everything. And, and are you thinking about how it flows... Um, in the Collected Editions when you make that decision.
4: Oh well, Ryan, I have to correct you. Um, no? Invincible was the only series I've done that had those chapter breaks in the collections. Uh, Walking Dead was actually like Oblivion Song where it just kind of ran with no breaks. Um, there were so breaks was Outkast. That would show you where the trades ended and stuff. Um, but uh, for the most part... Oh, it was,
1: so Invincible it was, was the <laughs> only one.
4: Yeah, yeah. Out, uh, Outcast th- is the same, where every issue just runs into every, you know, every other issue. Oh, cool. Um I can't remember if Wolfman uh, is different, but uh, but and Firepower is the same as Oblivion Song and Outcast and yeah, Walking Dead. Yeah,
3: no, there's no issue break.
4: Like, that's uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of a technical uh, answer because um, when you put the chapter breaks in between the you issues, it adds the other two side. pages for every issue for the collections. And so that's you know, like, it makes the compendiums for invincible, uh, you know, way more pages than they need to be. Hmm. Cause when you have 48 uh, you know, that's like 90, 96 extra pages that have to be in that book, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so since then I've just tried, and, and I feel like it, it makes the storytelling a little bit more seamless and, And I like the idea that you get the chapter breaks if you read it month to month, but if you read it in collected form, you don't really know when an issue ends and when the next one begins. You're just kind of experiencing the story as a piece. And I think that that's that's much preferable to like, and here's where it would have ended if you were reading this in single issue form. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I think that works
1: really well with the way Oblivion Song is told and even Walking Dead now thinking about it and Invincible, it feels like a superhero Show sometimes like an animated series where it's just like mm-hmm. you know boom 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 boom. And I think about Invincible in issues, whereas I think about Walking Dead in arcs. When I think back about yeah. those stories, so I guess you know what you're doing. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope <do>. so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and it does result in every now and then if you re- if you're really paying attention, if I can destroy my work even more. Uh, a lot of first page, a lot of first panels on the first page is like a response to the cliffhanger moment. <laughs> You know,
3: because
4: yes. <laughs> it, it, it in the single issue form, it has to restate it. So, you know, it exactly yeah, what. exactly. But it has to work in a way that when the pages are next to each other, it still works. And so I, so... Guess,
1: I guess that would have been the better question, because you're going to you have to know that whether or not you're going to be doing that to kind of plan for that. collective Yeah. Format. Interesting. Yeah.
4: But it gives you a lot of first pages where it's like, why did you do that? Or <laughs> 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 you know Why? Nice. All
2: All right. right. Um. So I have I have one other question. Um. And you don't have to tell us about your political affiliation or what you think of the government. But it seems like you really are. I mean, it's kind of on the nose. Um. Man. Red die die die. Or or, I mean, or specifically this. Like, what just a fucking bastard? Like our government is (laughs) any way way that we can take advantage of something after creating a, a you know an era of peace. Um. It's just. Like, I was so mad. I was so and mad. And I remember
1: hating Harker work. beforehand, but in this issue, it was like, of course, of course. Like, yeah, of yeah, like,
2: fucking course. Like, but then it goes back. It's almost like you're like, well, every government is like this, because even the Cathal were like, yeah, well, we were going to start a war anyways, because like, we were just waiting, you that, know what I mean, that was, or, yeah, for yeah. the I mean. uprising.
4: I, I guess it's, you know, it's just you're commenting on human nature, I guess, to a certain extent. I'm not anti-government. I think that government obviously does a lot of good things. I think that, uh, uh, you know, government does uh, a lot of bad things, too. And and I think that it's really just because, you know, human beings make up the government and human beings are selfish and human beings are short sighted. And um, it's, uh, you know, the easy path is to be selfish and short-sighted. I feel like that's the default with people to a certain Mm -hmm. extent, or at least it seems that way. Uh, And it's, it's uh, you know, the few people that are strong enough to uh, you know, not do that, that I think are keeping uh, the wheels moving and keeping society humming. Uh, So, uh, uh, so yeah, but uh, I don't know my political uh, (laughs) leanings, you know, I I fit in, in Los Angeles.
3: (laughs) 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 Nice.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh always here?
1: love it. Was
4: a, 20 minutes, guys. You have no more questions?
1: All right, really? all right, all right. How uh, dare you? Favorite Mission Impossible movie? No.
4: I don't like this at all. No, what's uh, your favorite Mission Impossible gonna, movie? We can keep it going. My favorite Mission Impossible yeah. movie? Look. Uh, three. I like three. Three? I like three. Really? Three is my oh. Fallout, though. Really? I, I love them all. They're all spectacular. Possibly the greatest movie series ever made. I love Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, four is spectacular. MacQuarie is a genius. Uh, everything he does with that series is getting better and better. But has there been a better villain in that series than Philip Seymour Hoffman? I don't think so.
2: Dude. Uh, you know, Good rest line. in peace.
4: Uh, but yeah. uh um you know that and and the emotional arc with uh, uh good lord i'm forgetting the actress's name now
2: the wife um kiss, kiss bang bang what the hell's her name uh oh god and in the beginning felicia is that is that her name
4: michelle monahan
2: yes oh, that's michelle Monahan, yep
1: yep yeah
4: but then yeah um, she's she's spectacular and i loved her coming back and fallback i think her fallout i think that's great yeah uh, but uh, i don't know three is three is by far the best one in my opinion, doesn't Sorry. have the best stunts. The I, best it, stunts are, are much later.
2: Yeah, I uh, the, I just watched. ryan it's so weird that You said that, but I mean, we talk about all we the time about but it. when the trailer, I mean, trailer. went on Twitter. I was like, holy fucking shit! Like yeah. when they're when he's like, you have to pick a side, and I'm like, oh my god, this is just <laughs> like that, a callback to happened. the first one is just blowing my fucking mind right now. But um, I watched. I put on because my son he tries to like follow what I do and watch what I do. He's 11 now so he can watch the Mission Impossible movies. But I I put on on YouTube like the top 15 moments in every Mission Impossible movie and Ghost Protocol had like five. Dude,
1: Ghost Protocol and it's Fallout. Excellent. But Ghost Protocol might edge out Fallout for me. There's they're both so good. They're so yeah. close. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. One other thing. Well, I mean while we're here, I mean we're just going to sure. keep going all night. Uh, another project that you're working on is a movie Renfield oh and Ryan and Bill I don't know if you saw this but an image was just released of uh, Nick Cage as Dracula was there an official one
3: good an official
2: one
4: it's on the IMDB I mean it's
2: oh it's just him with makeup on with the red robe right yeah yeah. yeah. there there were
4: some there were some leaks from set I don't think we've released an official image
0: though okay okay but it looks great I cannot wait for this Um,
4: have you met Nick Cage is he as cool as he seems I met Nick Cage. He's super cool. Uh, I was on set uh, for a lot of it, um, but uh, but yeah, no, he's 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 a great dude. I, I spoke to him very briefly. Uh, I was there for costume uh, costume tests and camera tests and things, and uh, he was uh, he uh, I will say he is one of the hardest working actors I've ever uh, worked with. He came to the table read for Renfield, and he was completely off book and uh uh I'm, I'm speaking out of school i shouldn't be saying this but uh he uh uh he had rewritten uh a lot of his lines uh but not to a huge extent just like i you know like, like this sentence i would was say this way he put it second and this had two extra words that he cut off and there were just little tweaks to uh ryan ridley who wrote the script is uh phenomenal writer uh and and got this movie made uh you know because his script was so strong um and 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 just cage did these little tweaks to the lines where it was just i'm like going over the script at the table read and i'm just like wait that's not that's not exactly what uh that's better that's totally better this is great uh but and he was almost the only actor at the table read that was completely off book already and we were weren't filming for another you know number of weeks um and so uh it's it's crazy and he's just You know like very intense in how involved he wants to be and how like on point he is and you know he really just invests in a project and 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 it shows in his work like you can see in every single movie he's done uh no matter how big or how small um you know there's a guy that's given 150 percent uh and uh yeah it's 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 great i I think the world i cannot wait for that i
0: think he's awesome uh nicholas holt is awesome i cannot wait
4: to see It's a superb cast. I, I can't wait for people to, to see the movie when it comes out uh, next April. Next April?
1: Yeah, I knew that. Very cool. Well, it's been a year. Exciting. Not, yeah, not I should late. know the actual day, but I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do
2: you want me to say Because I could probably guess it. Yeah, yeah, you're good at that.
0: <laughs> I mean, while we're already talking about other projects that you're working on, you know, you can keep it super generic, but, uh, I mean, how's, uh, how's season two of Invincible going? It's going really well.
1: That's good. That's good. And there you go. I mean, <laughs> he didn't say it wasn't going exclusive, well. So. Exclusive. Really well.
4: Yeah. Uh, it, it is It is going to be super awesome. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, you know, everybody is, again, putting in like 150%. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I think it's going to exceed the first season. Um, you know, and then the third season is is right behind it and is going to exceed the second in some really cool ways. Uh, I wish I could tell you more.
1: <laughs> That's got to feel great, though, being able to write two and three back to back and be like, Yeah, we could touch on this here and we don't have room this season, but we're going to be able to do this. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like in the back of my mind, I've got season four and season yeah. five, yeah. Season six.
1: So, <laughs> you know,
4: like it's uh, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a good long run.
2: There are more people now that are excited about season two and three that were ever excited for season one. <laughs> like, it's, if it's it, honest, the, it's... The tweet, ahead, ahead. So TJ retweeted, Unreal. like, the announcement. Did you see this?
4: I uh, No, I don't know what you're so, talking about.
2: So he, so TJ retweeted the the original announcement, you know, season two and three announced, and the amount of... Re- how many retweets did it get? And how many comments? Like, 16,000? Like, uh, something ridiculous? So
0: the Invincible Twitter account... Had an interaction with a fan that said um, uh, announcing seasons two and three, and then they commented and said source, and then the Invincible Twitter said um, us. <laughs> uh, us, and I just like screenshotted that. And, and again, this was I'm like a year first... later,
1: and yeah, like, TJ yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, I remember did, like, how funny this was? Like this still this makes me laugh." It blew up
0: more than the original announcement. Um, announcement did, and I believe that it's because there are so many Invincible fans of the or fans of the show that discovered the show after the show well, yeah, after the finale premiered and, mm-hmm. and it was almost like a re um a re-announcement that there is a season two and three coming so it's just <laughs> goes to why going off of what i believe bill is saying is how much it has grown even since the show originally
1: came out last year
4: the show is quite popular right? the, i'm very excited about uh, what this means for the future does, so,
1: so uh, as you say uh, when the show was going on you couldn't get the books on Amazon. I mean, are are book sales still reflecting that? Like, I mean, I know I can't imagine they're still sold out, but like did are there more readers of Invincible
3: 2?
4: Book sales very strong. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy how um, like when Walking Dead hit uh, the book sales, uh, you know, kind of ramped up. So There was a a, definitely a spike when the show debuted, but it wasn't until like season three or season four that that sales had like ramped up to a crazy level. And uh, Invincible just kind of jumped to that season three level like immediately. Uh, So it's it's been it's been crazy how the Invincible show has affected Invincible book sales
3: Mm -hmm.
4: uh, way more than The Walking Dead show initially affected uh, uh, Walking Dead book sales. So it's been it's been pretty cool.
2: Yeah, people just love spoilers like they have to know they're like, fuck it. It's out there. I'm going to find out where Omni Man went and like I need to know.
4: Well, I mean, there's two different ways to enjoy the show. There's the way where you enjoy it cold and you're like oh this is a great ride or there's you know I've, I've experienced the comic and i'm anticipating how they get to certain things and how they handle the changes and you know you're going to read the comic and then watch the show a year later or so and you know forget mm-hmm. certain aspects and be like oh i didn't know that went that way mm-hmm. um so i don't think it really spoils things but uh you know the the show is never going to be exactly like word for word what happens in the comics uh there's yeah. things we're adding there's things we're leaving out we're getting into certain things a different way yeah uh, so, you know, the comic doesn't really spoil things.
2: No. Are we going to find out about that mummy? Of course.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I think again.
2: Cahor. I think all I can do is just shrug. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Maybe.
4: <laughs> no, that was something that uh, Ryan Ridley, who wrote Renfield, uh, wrote that episode of Invincible, and uh, when he added that sequence, he was kind of, it kind of came out of left field when he turned the script in, he was like, I don't know, I was thinking I'd open the episode like this. Is that okay? It wasn't something we had discussed in the room. Uh, and when the script came in, I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is great. This is like the perfect kind of invincible subplot that we would have done in the comic without any idea of how we would follow it up and then, <laughs> and, then, and then he would like come up with ways to follow it up and take the story in all kinds of weird directions and, and, and I was excited because I was like oh cool now we've got something like that for the show that's original yeah. to the show so you'll definitely see Kahori again and you know I, I think by the time Kahor's story is told you'll be like
2: what Who the fuck is this where <laughs> <laughs> did this go this is crazy <laughs> nice
1: awesome man. so yeah good stuff alright TJ Pretty cool
0: are we wrapping it up? I mean, do you have any questions for us? This isn't easy, you know.
4: You want to you wanna try your hand at it? We're going to keep just going. What's happening? How this relationship works, guys. I don't do work, guys. I don't prepare for this at all. I, I sign on to a Zoom and I up. answer questions haphazardly. And, and haphazardly? I was going to say half asked, and then I was like, that's half good. Haphazard that's, and uh, half asked. Uh, oh, haphazardly. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's say that. And then. Uh, uh, and then I forget where I am halfway through, and my answers stop making sense. And then uh, we get done, and then I go take a nap. That's that's how this works on my <laughs>
3: like, end. The way it plays minor.
4: out for you guys might be a little different. But, uh, but anyway – <laughs> you guys have been doing this for a long time. I got to say, you uh, you're getting a lot better at it. It's very Thank impressive. Uh, old TJ's got his uh, his old intro thing going, and that was that was really well done. And you guys are asking questions very nicely. It's 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 nice to see uh, see you guys growing and uh, uh, evolving uh, as as podcasters. It's uh, it's a sight to behold, and I I couldn't be happier. Thank that- you. It all re- re- revolves around stuff that I have something to do with.
2: I was just going to say, and TJ said it, you're the reason why we do everything. Dude, so. I, mean,
1: it's, I mean, the reason we, we are comic book characters now, too, I guess. <laughs> have you well, seen like
4: that? You can give him all the credit for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is
4: crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just goes to show, too, just uh, how, how shit we were at the beginning. But it's good to know that we're doing gotten, okay. We've um, I don't
4: know. TJ, you got all kinds of crazy, uh,
1: crazy art behind you. Oh
0: yeah, I got uh, a <laughs> lot of
1: stuff. You might some recognize man. a few of those pages.
4: Wolfman, some Rex Rexplode, stuff from the last issue. You got the, uh, the page. That's cool. Thanks from Levy. Nice little
0: up. It's pronounced Levy, by the way, Robert. If in case you were wondering, it's not Lovey. Just so you know.
2: So yes, yeah, it's inspired by one of my <laughs> high school teachers who yeah. had the same last name. In oh, case that's you're that's wondering. That's <laughs>
0: Still getting used to that, but
4: <laughs> it'll it'll be easier when the show's out. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So too.
3: No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
4: Well, thanks for having me, guys.
0: Thank oh, you so much for uh, for joining us again, and you know, sticking true to your word on coming on the Oblivion Song podcast and helping us finish it out. And we've enjoyed doing this podcast and uh, and reading this series. It's it's been. Honestly, amazing. It's it, we we've loved this series and kind of breaking it down and and going through it. So thank can't
1: you. Can't believe can't believe we're already here. I feel like we just started it.
0: I know, it's we
1: announced it at the end of Invincible, and now we're at yeah. the end of a song. So here. Are so you. we need a new IP.
4: that kind of kind of I think it started yep. shortly after Invincible wrapped up.
1: So. so here yeah, we are. Thanks. It. Thank you so much, so though, man. Appreciate it.
4: No, this is thank awesome again. thanks so much for uh, you know all the stuff you guys do. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you
0: and there you have it thank you so much uh robert kirkman for coming on the show and hanging out with us um we appreciate you sticking to your promise and you know being on the last episode uh it was great talking with you
1: yeah it's his like four-year-old promise of <laughs> yeah uh, i came on when invincible was done so uh, i'll come on when oblivion song's done
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, like, i have a and... really
2: i have a really hard time calling him robert like, even while we're t- I'm talking to him, it's I feel Kirkman. like I have to call him Kirkman, which I don't yes. know if, if it's disrespectful, or is it yeah. is it an everyone thing? Does everyone call him Kirkman? Does everyone call him Robert Kirkman? Or who calls him Robert?
0: Even when, when like, just now, when we came out of that, and I brought us back here you said Kirkman I said I said Robert but I had to follow it up with Kirkman didn't I say <laughs> Robert Kirkman yeah
2: you yeah you
1: did yeah yeah, yeah. Did.
0: and I had to like you can't just be Robert it's got to, it's it's either Kirkman or it's Robert Kirkman yeah it's one of the two
1: we do the same with Ryan Otley. yeah
0: it's always been Otley. yeah so yeah that's weird
2: but Lorenzo we call Lorenzo it's not like we call him Dave Felici or Felici
0: yeah that's true it's weird how things just evolve like that hmm hmm Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. well so. everybody's just listened to us talk for a while about this final issue but i'm really excited to go into it in depth with you guys because we didn't really go page by page like we normally do with robert uh, kirkman um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah so i mean we'll start where we always start which i mean what a beautiful beautiful cover It's ridiculous. It's so good. It's a perfect, perfect ending cover.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. And we've talked about it in the past. How I say sunset. It's the final issue. Um, You know, like when this cover was revealed, it's like, of course. How did we not see this coming? Like, just, uh, I think it was uh, Lorenzo uh, today tweeted about uh, an image of all four of these covers and just seeing them all together is just so great. I love it. Yeah,
0: Yep, perfect culmination make, make a poster of
1: that, or help, make posters of each one Just get me, yeah. get me four smaller posters Like prints of each of these To, to frame I, I feel like it's something that they would do
0: Yeah, I have a version I think it's the Italian version Of the Oblivion song oh. Number one, like the, it's the trade paperback But it, it is a hardcover uh, And it came with The first six issues of prints Exactly right. what you're saying um, So they should just do that with everything yeah. Or I'll just get the Italian version of all of them. So I own everything.
1: If they keep doing that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. So you guys ready to dive into the last issue?
2: Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Which was... did we did we talk about in the last issue or the last episode of Oblivion Song podcast, um what Lorenzo is doing? Because it's it's Yeah. Wait. We did? No, we said that that there was Something that he's doing, but since then, I feel like we've gotten the announcement that of what he's working on. I think on.
1: you're right because it's been over a month. I think you're, you're right.
0: right. You are right because Lorenzo told us that he was working on something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, however, Kirkman did
0: mention it, uh, when we were interviewing him, yes, but I don't mm-hmm. think we ever talked about it, you know. So, yeah. Amongst so and say like what it is. Go go for it, Bill.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's what's cool is he's starting to release. Um. So it got announced with Skybound X.
1: Yep. Skybound um, X twenty
2: five. Yeah. Issue as one of up. yeah, as one of the new things that's coming out. What is it called? It's called like Chroma. C-
1: Chroma mm-hmm, with a K. Um. And yeah. So if you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and that's that's aimed for uh, release on July twentieth.
2: Yeah. So if you check out um, Lorenzo De Felici's Twitter. He, um, his last one of the last things he did was a black and white panel, um, two page spread of of chroma. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I don't know, it's cool. Like, a
1: couple teases here and there of it, and it's just ridiculous because he's writing, you know, drawing, coloring like, he's doing everything on this one, Mm -hmm. which is really, really exciting. Yeah, so it's gonna be, of course,
0: amazing. I mean, it's uh, uh, this like. Some kind of warrior uh, in like skull um so is that battle armor and he, he's just in a bed of flowers and it looks gorgeous
1: so is that the cover to issue one or is that just the cover to its introduction in Scavenold Skybound X. I think it's
0: I think it's Skybound X yeah I don't think yeah, it's I, issue one
1: yeah yeah but I mean so he's got
2: like bone armor TJ to your point and then yep. his sword also looks like it's either carved from bone or it's wood yeah so it it looks like it has grain on it like either wood grain or, or bone um so I'm super thrilled to see what his crazy mind is gonna come up with in terms of story and stuff Ryan I can't wait
0: to see his writing style and how he you know writes yeah. characters and yeah
2: yep. in um... English too no his second language like he's writing.
1: Right? Oh, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be released in both, but yeah. 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 Oblivion Song was. So since we're kind of, you know, talking about Oblivion Song news right now, I've got more. Uh, we've we've also got uh, the final issue of Oblivion Song getting a variant cover by Attack Peter, which if you're hearing this... You know, this, I had that
0: written down and I completely failed.
1: Yeah. Which if you're hearing okay. this, um, it's probably already gone uh, because the sale is, I think, the day this is being released. Or is it tonight?
0: No, it's uh, it. So it's not. It's it's uh, this is being released on the 10th, Friday, the 10th. But the I'm looking up when it's the, going live on the on the
1: comics. Vault it'll live. be up
0: on Comics Vault Live on the 16th, which is next Thursday.
1: Oh, OK. OK. Or good. for
0: you, it'd be this coming Thursday. Yeah. The 16th of June. Keep an eye out for it.
1: Okay, or don't yeah, right. because
0: I want one and I don't want them to all be gone.
1: Yeah, nobody buy one. Get, give us yeah. a chance. Um, but yeah, Attack Peter stuff is always great, and it'd be really cool to have both a uh, Invincible and an Oblivion Song issue by him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, that
0: too. There's that too. Just just Oblivion Song news. Just all throughout, we're just gonna sprinkle just it gonna throughout sprinkle. the entire yeah. episode. Yeah, sprinkle it. All so right. So issue Let's...
1: 36, which uh, was a giant, like oversized issue, right? You know, this thing was. Yes. I, I didn't. I don't have a page count in front of me, but it was. You know. It, more expensive and larger, you know, longer.
2: So. Yep. so before we dig in, I have more news. <laughs> We're just never going. No, to not, this not, not really, We're but I, keep I have, prolonging a, this, I have this a question final. for you guys. And I, and I can't remember if this was something that was talked about or not, um, like on the air or off the record, but obviously stuff was added to this issue because it's longer and I think it was delayed. Um, because stuff was added to it. so what do you guys think was added? Do you think that it was stuff in the middle? Do you think that it was the intro? I think that it was the beginning. I yeah, think that'
1: the flashback.
2: I think the flashback be. was it, added in
0: if that is what happened. I mean, it was always supposed to be an oversized issue. We just don't know you know how oversized it was mm-hmm. or if uh, adding more was the cause for the delay. You know, we don't know, but we can speculate.
1: Yeah i could see it i could see it being without that intro though like you're talking about bill like i think it still mm. works but man that intro and we'll, and we'll talk that's, about that
2: that's the thing like the yeah. intro like are, are we done with the cover or do do we want to oh no we have to do the previously on first all right, our last let's... episode is the least like following the formula <laughs> <laughs> we've established this format and it's all out the window <laughs> yeah why not right all
0: right everyone stop talking <laughs>
4: Let's dig in. Previously on Oblivion
1: Song, Earth has triumphed over the Kuthal invasion. The arrival of Gekal allowed Nathan and his Gozon forces to overwhelm the great Kirog's guards and dethrone the Kuthal leader without him the kuthaw fraction
3: shit oh <laughs> i was i would have bet
2: i would have bet a million dollars ryan that you wouldn't have gotten it the first track it, it can't
0: out. be it can't be the final episode without fucking we'll just keep the that in. we'll just
1: keep that in <clears throat> here we go Earth has triumphed over the Kuthal invasion. The arrival of Gekal allowed Nathan and his Gozon forces to overwhelm the Great Kirag's guards and dethrone the Kuthal leader. Without him, the Kuthal factions turned on each other and the war was over. However, the celebration on Earth was too much for Dilam. His people had been doomed and overwhelmed with emotion. He stabbed Ed in the chest. Through the heart man that 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 one had them all too that had them all that had the Gakal, the kurag the kuthaw the gozon the dilam man and earth that was a good one and and the word and faction. factions factions Fa- yeah. that one threw me factions
2: is hmm. hard man especially the Cuthal factions. Cuthal factions. Like your mouth
1: has to do certain <laughs> very things, specific things, very specific
2: things for that to work. I mean, your mouth has to do very specific things when speaking all words. But <laughs> those two all words are made even up. even more specific things.
0: Yeah. Uh, page one. We get uh, Ed and Nathan fishing, and as soon as I as soon Man. like the first image, I'm like. Yeah. yeah it's gonna it's gonna rip our heart out you're gonna do this to us
2: yeah and we and we talked about this in the yeah. in the interview too um but i i was there was no doubt in my mind that ed was dead
1: oh yeah we had uh, yeah, yeah like we said we talked with robert kirkman about that yeah. and i loved uh i loved seeing this i loved the sound you know calling call back to the sounds and the, the sound of nature and all that i love it yeah, uh yeah
2: and go ahead tj
0: so Ed and Nate are, are sitting here and, uh, you know, they're talking and they're talking. Basically, they're alluding to the fact that their father is um, sick. He's mm-hmm. saying that it's going to be OK. But the, the the best thing about this scene is the first thing that says is crazy, right? Uh, you get used to it after a while. So it starts to sound I can't read this cuz I need glasses and I'm blind so I'm going to make it really it starts sick. to
2: sound like silence as in
0: you... So it starts to sound like silence then later you start to hear it again the crickets the frogs the wind blowing through the trees he's talking about like earth's version of oblivion song
3: mm-hmm.
0: that earth has its own song too and I thought that was a really cool way to start the final issue and say that it's it's not just oblivion that it, it's earth as well mm-hmm. It's like nature makes its own little song.
2: Yeah. Which is interesting to think about because I'm referring back to the interview that you just listened to. Like Kirkman didn't even know that he was going to call the comic Oblivion song. Yeah. So, which means that he didn't even really have this, a song like was going to be a thing. You know what I mean? So the fact that it's like he
1: said, he, he, he had the concept, the idea and then the name, mm-hmm. he had the, the name, but he wasn't in love with it. And then he ended up digging the name. So I'm guessing what came after that was, all right, now how do I fit yeah. Oblivion's song <laughs> into this? Yeah. And had to, and make uh, it a
2: reoccurring theme.
1: And not even the reoccurring thing, but they just had, they, all right, so it's Duncan's thing. Duncan says mm-hmm. this thing, it's a sound you hear. And every now and then mention a sound and that's it. But then calling it back right here at the end, it's great. Yep.
2: What do you think it is? Like when the movie when the movie comes out, they have to... It has to be, there has to be a distinctive sound.
1: I love the idea That's that we kind of got an idea of what it sounds like right here. It's like, it's that sound right. of it's just nature, nature and crickets and frogs and, and all that kind of stuff. But now imagine all of those things are alien, you know, which you can't. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, so, it's, so it's,
2: you can't fathom what it is. So yeah, the it's movie weirder, has to,
3: it's weirder it has to noises. come up with it. Like if you hear yeah, that weird
1: yeah. fly or, or bug whiz by your head or something like that, it's, it's something abnormal, but familiar in a way i don't know
2: all i can all i can think of is that one episode of rick and morty where the sun rises and it's just screaming and it it just screams all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh it cuts to uh the house and nathan comes home and ed's car is there so he knows that something is up and nathan walks in the door and uh ed is sitting there with their mother and their mother is just bawling so it's kind of Mm -hmm. their way of saying that um their father passed away so it's just the mother now
1: all the all these sad moments of of young nathan taking care of the mother who is not you know handling it well um and and, it's really like go ahead no and just saying ed you know sticking up and uh uh moving moving back home to help take care of them because she's unable to Mm mm-hmm
2: I think what's cool about this is that it really shows the age gap between the two of them because we've only ever known them as adults, and it's always kind of felt like Nate was more mature than Ed. Yeah. Um, where like Ed was super impulsive and like obviously he gets into trouble. So this like show I was like, wow, they're they're like how, getting how to
1: see uh, Ed as an older brother was yeah is, is huge for for yeah. their. Character. and it shows
0: the it shows the progression of how, of where that changes to mm-hmm. and where it where Nathan becomes like the the more mature one but um Ed here it basically is took on the role of dad he's he's uh you know talking to Nathan about bullies he's talking to Nathan about girls he's teaching him how to shave yeah. how to drive mm-hmm. um some really funny moments in there too about uh like ed freaking out about him staying on the road and and at nathan saying you know stop yelling at me and um
1: yeah and then and, and again because we'll keep doing it shout out to lorenzo and Alisa, and of course for nailing the progression of their age like to the the facial hair on ed and how that progresses and um all that was real great like they all they, they look like themselves at every age
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's even like the the page before the montage, like it shows Nate's face up close, and it looks like a young pudgy face yeah. Nate. And then the the teenage like Ed, he's got the wide mouth. So like there are traits that are there. It seems and like it, such it, a hard thing to do. Yeah.
1: After and then after their mom's funeral, like they look much closer to their age now, but mm-hmm. still noticeably younger. Like yeah, I was blown away with that.
2: Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Yep.
0: So yeah, the, the mother passes away, it shows them at the funeral and Nathan is kind of rebelling against Ed saying like, you're ruining your life. And you just, we never, I never asked you to take care of me. I never asked you to do this, just stay away. And then they have like a really nice moment where they kind of make up and um, you know, Nathan just apologizes just cause he's going through so much and he's lived a, a difficult life. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, another scene where Nathan is accepted to the college of like of his dreams, um, but they don't have the money, obviously, because, you know, it's just the two of them. Um, and Ed is saying it doesn't matter. We're going to we're going to make the, this the, work.
1: He says, I'll find a way.
0: He mm-hmm. says, you know, you're he basically tells Nathan that he's got a gift and that he's like a genius and it comes to him like a second language, you know, science and, and all that that stuff and that he needs to make something mm-hmm. of it um and how important it is to Ed mm-hmm. that Nathan does that and then you um, see
1: Ed um doing whatever it takes he's working at a you know at a, at a diner or something and uh, uh Nate gives him a call saying that the, the the college is saying that they're behind on tuition and you know Ed's gonna take care of it He'll he'll make it work he'll do whatever he needs to do to make it work and you know Nate's like okay great thanks And, um, what we don't see is that he's been asking his boss for more shifts and his boss is like, yeah, I know I've heard you the last 10 times and, uh, a shady looking character overhears this and asks, uh, Ed if he, he wants to make a little extra cash. So that kind of introduces us to, you know, what, you know, what happened and why he went down that path.
2: So if you're ever looking for extra money, just go into public places and, Say out loud, like I need more money, and then there's bound to be someone that'll grab you by the arm. Like you gotta,
1: you gotta look down on your luck, room? though. Yeah.
0: Typically, somebody that's sitting alone in a diner late at night.
1: Right. Slick back mm-hmm. hair, leather jacket, yep. all those things usually help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. They don't uh, but Ed made it
0: work because the next we see is Nathan uh, graduating from college, um, and Nathan comes home, and we get a a, a scene where. Nathan and Ed are um talking and Ed missed Nathan's graduation. Um he's got longer hair, he's looking scruffy. Mm-hmm. You know. We so. see
1: we see get to see Nate working in science in a, in the lab. Um Nate comes home to Ed one night and he's stealing from him. Um and then all these are like time jumps and I, they they yep. conveyed this really well. I really liked that. That one um,
2: that one hurt like add stealing from nate yeah like i get you know being down on your luck and having to do what you got to do but from yeah. your brother who you started this to like get him where he is and now i don't know yeah just sad
1: and Super then skip sad. forward a little bit and and, and he's and nate is bailing ed out of prison um saying that you know uh you know, thanks for coming through for me. You know, you've always been there for me. Uh, I've just been in the, I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Nate says, you seem to be spending a lot of time in the wrong places lately, Eddie. Um, what happened to you? I used to look up to you. Um, and then we get the Another last, flash. yeah, the last look back at what was most likely their last confrontation before um, the transference happens because Nate even says, you know, they're, 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 they're coming uh, there's they're close to a breakthrough at the lab um but yeah. ed is uh ed is asking for one more favor and nathan he's said in, yeah, i, he's I like, in big trouble
0: I, I like how nathan says like I, I know why you're here but you know you I, I can't give you any more money he said no like i don't want money that's not why i'm here i just i really just need help i just, just need a need like to a place to a place to stay and Nathan says, listen, man, last time you were with me, get clean. you you stole from me. You know, I can't trust you and, and you need to get clean. Um,
1: I loved how, like, great this was. This was not a, man, Nate's being a dick. Or, right. like, it was a really tough moment. And you could feel that that on both sides. And they conveyed that in, like, you know, six, seven pages so well. Um, that you can feel that. Yeah. You,
0: like Nate, like Ed says, like after everything I've done, like I pretty much raised you. So I was going to ask, but I mean, no one's really in the wrong here, right? Like if, if I were in Nathan's shoes, I don't know what I would do. I feel like I would, I would have trouble trusting him
1: too. Yeah. I mean, we know the story and we know it, uh, Ed, and we want to say, yeah, sure we would. But I mean, in that situation, it's, that's tough you know, if it's, kinda... I've
2: never been in a position where someone has been begging me as I'm walking away, you know, like, and they're like, please, please. Like Ed is like, like, dude, please. And Nate's just yeah, walking away. That's, that's, I don't know. I've, I've never been in that position. I, I don't think that I would be able to walk away, but I've never, again, it, it seems like that's all Nate's done has yeah. been there to, like bail him out so yeah and like, nathan
0: says too like i'm i know why you're here and uh i can't give you more money so that tells me that this probably wasn't the first time that ed has said oh yeah nathan please please nathan please you know yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's so. heard
1: all before but man juxtaposed to that with please 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 no no please ed please please of him dying
0: yeah yeah that oh yeah i would just Goes right it into just goes it.
1: right into it. It goes please, please, please into no, no, please. Like, oh. Oh, wow. I didn't. Dude. Wow. That's. Whew, I know. Whew, but the tables have turned. Oh, uh, the shit, other that's thing That's that some I, writing right there. That's some writing. <laughs> 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 the other thing that I thought um, was cool um, because uh, I I went back and listened to our first episode the other day um, after reading the final issue and, and, and everything. And I was like, I wonder what, you know what kind of stuff we were talking about in our first episode and like where we thought, because, you know, this is before Phaseless Men and we've talked about the first episode in the past and everything uh, and look back on it. But one thing that uh, I thought was interesting and I, you know, flip back through my uh, hardcover was when when Nate finds a body in issue one and he has to do do the, the, the mold, you know, the denture mold and everything, like the dental mold and everything, and he's talking to the body as if it was... Ed mm-hmm. um, and that's when it cuts away and Ed, Ed is there with other people watching him when he's talking to the body he's apologizing to him saying that he messed up and I'm so sorry about it, everything that happened and everything like that and at the time we are like we don't really know why mm-hmm. and then it's later revealed that he calls the transference but now there's another layer the last thing yeah. he saw him that's the last time he about. saw him was him walking away from him when he needed help and then he's going around and he see he thinks he sees him and he's Got saying it. and saying how sorry he was. It needed it needed that flashback. It needed that. It, and again, I don't, that so, I don't know if so was waiting, that was intentional. I don't know if Robert knows that. I was waiting
0: until the end of that to say that I felt like, like Bill, you thought that it was an add-on. I feel like it couldn't have been. I feel like this is something that because Kirkman said that he knew the ending when he started this. I feel like that had to have been a part of what he no, knew was coming. I,
2: I feel like when he said that he meant like the general idea of cutting the ties with oblivion and
1: people wanting to, people
2: wanting to live there
1: I and it, yeah he could he could have had the idea of the flashback, but maybe just how to structure it and everything like that, mm-hmm. or maybe that is the thing that he had I think that solved. I think that I this know.
0: final issue is I think the flashback is essential to this issue
2: it like, absolutely is now, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, again, uh, and we talked about this on the interview, he the overall arching story of all of the stories is family. And we've I mean, even before this issue, all we've talked about is how this is a brother brother story. This is a a story about siblings. So it it, it's I do feel like it's it's essential to the story.
1: It's crazy Mm -hmm. because it feels like we just talked about the whole issue almost in a way like that. There's so much there. Um, and so much to like dissect and what we just talked about that, like that felt like an issue in itself.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. But, but so we
2: get, so we get the ad ad please, please. And, and he's dead. Um, next page. How, I, how do we not fucking, yeah.
1: how did we not? Did I someone
2: know. call it? Did somebody call the five years later thing? I, I didn't film? see
1: this coming. I'm so glad it happened. I certainly did. I was mad when I saw it. I know.
2: Not because. I didn't like it because I loved it, but I was mad because I'm like, fucking Ryan probably oh, it's so is great. like so happy. It's yeah. So great. TJ, so when we saw the, this five years later and you see this guy getting out of this car that is hovering, mm-hmm. so they're yeah. sharing technology, yep. what did you think I love of? Love that. What did you think of? I thought of a very specific movie
0: Back to the Future 2.
2: No. I thought of Independence Day Resurgence, the sequel. Because no, they I haven't they, seen it enough. Did they to like call it. use the alien technology? They used everything. Was advanced. Oh yeah, of yeah the alien through. technology. Yeah, the are Yep.
0: Yep. But yeah, uh, parking in the rear. We get the uh, the invincible. Um, homage. You know. Homage. Yep. Once again, um, and it's uh, he calls him director um, calls Nathan Director Cole. So he's a uh, you know a big big wig mm-hmm. at the Pentagon. So.
1: Um I really like this. I like that he's kind mm-hmm. of the spokesperson between Oblivion and Earth and he's like the one that's like talking about the growth and tracking the growth and how it's progressing and everything like that. Um obviously he's kind of like the best suited person to do this. So it it really makes a lot of sense. And we get a lot of really good exposition in this too where they they mention how um when the uh Kuthal began turning on each other and fighting at the end of last issue uh, Earth took that advantage to to push back and force them and kind of take over yeah.
0: the war. The war took a turn, but it didn't stop. it kept yeah. going,
1: yeah, like they actually like when when they're all celebrating and everything and talking about how they can push back and like attack them now while they're down, they did that like that actually yeah. happened, and um they basically conquered oblivion and forced them to stop fighting in a way um. And then uh, they began the whole um, plan, which I guess we uh, we we find out Director Ward's idea, which was you know s- stationing um, stationing humans over there.
2: Yep, which which worked, and they're all happy about it. But then we get the most diabolical like thing ever, and it's it's Director Ward is the big guy, right? I always get him yeah, mixed Parker. up. Parker. No, okay.
0: Dart. No. No. Part. What's his name? Harker. Is Parker? it Harker and Ward?
2: Harker, Harkin. Harker. Harkin. Okay. We're still not so, good at this. <laughs> so here's the, he. So he says our our geological surveys came back even better than than we had hoped, and I'm just gonna read it verbatim because it is horrendous. He says there's a form of coal there that burns cleaner and more efficiently than um what our resources can by like 10%. Um, they have huge lithium deposits and copper. Um, that's ripe for the taking. We even got a plan on the books to to use Nathan's tech to vent our access our excess carbon dioxide into oblivion. And he's like, "Sell your electric cars because we can start using fossil fuels and just you know b- yep. put all of our fucking waste into oblivion." Yep. Like, what a terrible human being. Yeah. And the the worst part about it is that Ward is good with it because he, he, he was, he was like, yeah, this is, this is just the plan. This is what we're going to do. Like, and if they don't like it, we'll just, we'll, we'll start a war again. We'll take our humans out. That's what Harker says is is that. Yeah.
1: We'll just, we'll just take it back. We'll just attack them. Like we, we, we'll just leave. We'll take our people back and let the growth, you know, spread again. Ward, Ward is the most interesting thing to me in this issue where I don't fully understand it.
0: I do. I feel like his character has never changed. He's never been a good guy. They've had, I mean, look at how honestly, throughout the majority of the issue, he's been like. I mean, before 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 issue nineteen, where you know the goes on and the Cuthal like really came in.
1: Oh yeah, he was that. Ward guy. was
0: like the main villain.
1: But then after, yeah. But then mm-hmm. after when then they Harker, had, but then they Harker had similar. And they were in their they, own. Little right, squ- but
0: nobody wants to, you know, the world to be taken over. They had similar interests. You know, they had similar. Um, I, just, I felt like D- Director Ward was never a good person. Yeah, but he's we had, talked. He's to- had moments uh, of redemption, but I don't know.
2: I was just gonna say where we left him. He had he was redeemed in my eyes. Like yeah, he same. had redeeming qualities. He was working he was with, with. He
1: was part of the team. Yeah,
2: he was part of the team. He was and part of even the at, like. Yeah. Well,
1: and then we even get hints in this issue, like the smirk at the end that we'll get to and everything. Like it almost seems as though he's just. He's trapped. He's working for the man. He doesn't like it, but this is this is the gig, man. This is what he does. But there's a part of him that kind of, you know, he's he's happy with what happens at the end. He's mm. he well, he, I think I don't
2: think that he's happy. I think that he's not surprised, and he's like,
1: yeah, maybe you know maybe what I mean? that's what it is.
2: The, the, Like that's the redeeming quality. Like he has that quality in him to understand yeah. where Nate's coming from. But at the end of that page, where Harkin is just going off about how fucking terrible he is, and. He's like, "Oh, and it's all thanks to you and your tech, Nate." The last panel is Nate smiling. not saying anything, and they're smiling together. Like yeah. he's like, "Yeah, this, you yeah. know what I mean." So, yep. and that's what I mean. Where I'm like, Ward took a turn, yeah. and you know, once government, always government. So,
1: then we get, to the uh, and then BDF. we
0: get Nathan.
2: Yep.
1: Oh, go ahead.
0: Want to take it? Oh, good. Okay. Um, so Nathan is there, and uh, he's with bridget and duncan and he's talking about basically how the meeting went and it didn't go well and everything that um harker said and everything that you know director ward had said um and it's it's leading up to you know to something and yeah nathan is worried about um uh he said left to their own devices there won't be any plans left for you to to do your to do your tour work basically alluding to what's coming and they say don't worry about us and then they show this you know planetarium basically this huge place where they have they say they have pretty much every plant that that you can get from oblivion and they probably would never have to go back to oblivion anyways mm-hmm. to get more so they're set mm-hmm. um then we get a flash 2
1: which i did like that i i thought that was cool that they've got everything there and it, it is very much like all right we're all set if anything were to ever happen we're all set you know it's mm-hmm. like yep. all right um i like yeah. to think that they've that humans aren't allowed in there like anyone that's working there has to have a respirator on or something so they don't remove yeah. any of the growth or anything like that like i thought that was cool that they're they're all set they've got everything they need in their little biodome
0: yep um we get a flash to uh, nathan and heather and they're talking about you know again alluding to what's coming kind of setting it up saying like are you scared and he's like of course i am aren't you and she says um doesn't matter the real question is um is there any other way and and you know they're holding each other's hands um looks hand like he's hold, wearing a ring
1: handhold is to show the ring right the wedding yeah or yeah, they're married wearing
0: yeah. a ring so they got married um and he says, no, I don't think so.
2: The next page. And, so, and
0: Heather says, no matter what, like, I'm with you, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you and I. Yeah. It's us.
2: Yeah. So the next page is, is I thought, I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny. I think I feel like it kind of was. But So anyways, this is a big cube of shipping containers that are all filled with either back and forth of what they get and what they mine from Oblivion. And then what... The people in oblivion need from earth so mm-hmm. back and forth it's just these it's just this huge as you know
1: as, as robert kirkman described it it was kind of like a port
2: yeah yeah like a shipping port but you have <laughs> you have nathan just being batman like <laughs> on top of this pyre there's always compared
0: like, him to that like he the way he moves and the way he's i mean he
2: is he literally yeah. is like he's just being there like batman and i i can't imagine like being a worker and looking and be like
1: hey hey man like (laughs) the cape's just blowing (laughs) yeah like
3: what are
2: you what are you doing like i don't know and then he's like oh hey it's you it's nate and and he kind of you know nathan uses his he's a celebrity celebrity yeah to kind of get get away with being somewhere where he's not supposed to be technically but obviously he is um uh sabotaging this entire Which place. I didn't get
1: the first time I read it. And then when I read, went through and reread it, I was like, oh, that's what he was doing up there. Yeah. It, I, I didn't remember back that he would he had done that, I guess, because there was just so much other stuff that I was thinking about. Right.
0: Indeed. So, uh, yeah, Nate's talking to the guy, and the, the guy, he says, you know, please don't tell anybody about this. And the guy says, this is all pretty much yours anyway. So, yeah, it's just between us um
1: it's nice to see some ogres in this issue otherwise we wouldn't have seen mm-hmm. any creatures in oblivion yeah you know it, it started and it was all about the creatures and uh their their designs and how like it's just so wild over there and now the only time we see them really in this one is is like this moment and it's them being fenced like out of the of the yeah they have the city. i think that makes yeah. sense
0: too because it shows that like There's not really any threat in that way in Oblivion anymore. Like even um, uh, Harker was saying earlier in the issue that, you know, 80, it was like 87% or something like that of people that live in Oblivion have no intentions of ever coming back to Earth. It's like they've, they've fallen in love with it. I liked that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And 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 the city looks awesome. There's order. Yes. Yeah, dude. So Nathan, like you said, Nathan, you know, Fasash, you know, goes goes to Oblivion. We see the ogres that are all in line. They're, they, you know, they have, like, fences up. Uh, and then we get New Philadelphia. Um, and there's, like, the Bank of Oblivion. There's McDonald's. There's, you know, uh, Oblivion Diamond Works. Starbucks. Uh, all these, this, like, futuristic mall-looking thing. So, with all the Oblivion, you know, the... Uh, or, like, the Kuthal tubes and, you mm-hmm. know, pipes. So, it looks super sweet. So... Then we get a flash to Ed and Maria.
2: Well, you don't um, know it's Ed yet. True. You, you, you see, you see a, yeah, you see a guy who is who broke some sort of law in Oblivion, and he's you know talking about how that he came there to like get away from this type of like um, f- fallout, I guess. And there there's a guy and a girl talking about like well, the repercussions a, and like he no, was he was prisoner. forced to.
0: He was, forced yeah, he was to a go prisoner. There. But he did like petty crimes. So yeah. what he's basically saying is that if you like kill somebody, then you get to be in a nice, cushy uh, prison. Mm-hmm. prison back back on Earth. But if you do something minor, then they send all the all the the small criminals here and I can't get a job yeah, yeah. and I can't do anything. The only reason why you want me to come here is to breathe my air to, in order to get rid of the growth. And, and, and it's just not fair. And it, it, as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like it it he's making good points. Yeah, but then we yeah, see so – go ahead, you, you,
2: you, you turn the page, and then you see who's talking, and you're really like, is that who I think it is? And then he's like, oh, here it comes, a great lecture, or the lecture from the great Edward Cole, and mm-hmm. boom, surprise. I'm Which,
1: surprised. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, off, off, a uh, somewhat off topic, listening back to episode one of this podcast, Bill, at one point, I want to say – it was something like this. You said something along the lines of using oblivion to ship prisoners to before we knew about faceless man, before we knew anything at one point there was this theory or this idea that you can just use it to send criminals or whatever to, to just ship them off mm. or something. It was something like that. And I, when I heard that, I was like, what? That was really cool. But I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah. So mm. I knew it was, I knew it was Ed. As soon as there is a shadowed figure and, and then you see the beard, it's like, okay, all right, this yeah. is Ed. So he survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he talks
2: about how like oblivion is a chance to change. It's a chance. It's an opportunity to grow and how he grew and how like their technology he, saved his life. And he was stabbed and, through the chest.
0: And and they have programs that this guy hasn't taken advantage of. And there's ways to get jobs and there's he's just got to ask for help and everything. So everything that, that this criminal said before Nate or uh, Ed pretty much kiboshes and said like none of that is true.
1: And obviously, this mirrors what Ed has gone through in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy was literally is literally there for stealing, which is what you know, you know. We got to see that scene of Ed stealing from Nate in the beginning and, and everything. So this is showing, you know, he knows where this guy's coming from. And if anybody can change, he can change. Kind of. Thing.
0: Yeah, he's just got to put in the work. He yeah. says, "Are you willing to do that?" And he says, "Yeah, but I'm just going to need a little help." And then Ed smiles and says, "Hey, man, asking for help's the first step." Yep. That's great. Um, he tells him, you know, if you need anything, please reach out to me, um, and we'll we'll make it work. And he's, um,
1: I mean, Ed was always about community and people, and you know, like this is such a good fit for him. Like this is such a uh, a a happy ending for me to see Ed in this position. I think it's poignant.
2: Yeah, yep. I agree. So then you get, um, he's he's walking through maybe his his office and. Nate's there, and he's like, "Oh, hey!" He's like, "I didn't know that that you were scheduled for a visit." And and he's like, "Oh, wait a minute. Uh Oh, is it is it is it Uh time? Is it happening?" And and (laughs) Nate's like, "Yeah, I'm afraid it's 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 time to do what they're gonna do."
1: Mm -hmm. And and at this point, it's like, "Okay, we know what's happening because he Ed even says oh man, Lucy's gonna kill me. She wanted to go back for some things. Maybe take Scott on a trip, show him the old neighborhood.'" And it's like at this point, we're like, "Okay." they're cutting it off. They're cutting off. You know, we know that what the government wants to do, you know, so, and, and yeah. it, we don't have to wait long. Cause this scene ends with them being like, how soon? And Nate's like, Oh, I'd say right about now.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then he looks out the window and sees flashes from all the towers that they had set up. Um, and uh, you could, you you go back on to earth and you see the same thing. Towers uh, on, on the earth side, flashing and and you know everyone's panicking and freaking out and harker's there and he's you know he's saying what's happening um what do you mean uh meltdown the whole system how Mm -hmm. So.
2: so i feel like nate is against taking sides like i i don't i feel like he he wouldn't doom either planet right he wouldn't doom earth and he wouldn't doom oblivion but who do you think made out in this deal like i feel like oblivion is protected like that he 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 feels like he had to protect oblivion compared to earth i mean earth has the technology that they got from oblivion so they can kind of sustain themselves there but they're still kind of going to doom themselves yeah with yeah that this, kind is of interesting. This, is,
1: this is basically nate saying like all right earth like you're on your own. Like you, you you have a chance you can change. You have changed, but you're starting to go down that path again. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to allow it to, to, to to spill over into this place. So if you're going to do it, you go do you, but I'm not going to be a part of it. How many times has a, has a terrible thing happened in
2: our world, especially recently. And you just want to be like, get me the fuck off this planet. Like I want to leave. And Nate got to do it. Like, yeah. how lucky of him!
1: Yeah, but I think so. uh, I think they'll be fine on Oblivion. I mean, think about yeah, I'm sure the 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 resources are finite from what they've gotten from Earth. They've only they, I mean, they've probably only been set up for maybe think three at most forty years. It's only been five years total. I so. don't think
2: they need anything from Earth, dude. but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like they got by. Humans lived there just fine for years for without, ten years without yeah. any of it. So yeah, they probably got some of those you know, creature comforts or whatever of having access to Earth stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, the shipment of burgers came in or whatever it was. Well, no more beef. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to have to learn to yeah, eat other but, things. Yeah, but like,
2: still, they have they have an alliance Oh no, I know the, the faceless men now, so it's not like they're hiding from them. They're they're going to have their technology, oh, so yeah, they're going to be yeah. as advanced as they can they be. They just won't and, have
1: Earth-type stuff for long, is what I'm saying. Which, dude. Which is, uh, should be, I know. Again, I'm sure again, everyone,
2: uh, everyone that lives there is probably fine with that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Right? Who needs fucking McDonald's when you can eat whatever that plant is that was actually like poop of a, good of a monster?
3: Good point. Yeah.
0: I want to try it. The The poop? Yeah. The alien poop thing? I want to try it. It looks really it, good.
1: It did look good. It did look good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next page we get uh, like a full page of different panels of, uh, you know, a spaceship flying down. And then we see Ed walking in and I loved this too. I loved this whole page where it's, he's walking in and um, uh, Dulam was there. Gakal. Or, I'm sorry. Good call. is there <laughs> and he's uh, it, it, he, Nathan is walking up and all of the goes on are bowing. And I took that as they're bowing to Nathan. Uh, I think that they obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're um, under uh, good call, but I think that they still have allegiance to Nathan as well. I thought that was cool. Mm. Um, so, Gokal talks to Nathan and basically says like, "You're here. Does this mean that it's time?" Um, and he tells him like, "It's it's already happened."
1: Yeah, Nate's like, "I couldn't stand by and let, and let uh, my people take advantage and strip this world of value to enrich themselves. I wish we were capable of more, more than just taking. Unable to recognize the beauty and the things that are already are." Which is, I think, like maybe the best line in this whole thing because it calls back to the first page. It calls back to everything that we're talking about with the government and what they did and why Nate's doing what he did. But, like, I wish we were capable of more, more than just talking, unable to recognize the beauty in the way things already are. That's awesome.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm ashamed that uh, my people forced me to take these actions.
2: And Gakal says, like, it's great. Humans, I mean, people saved us, like, and, and, you know, we were liberated. And he's, but then he says, uh, in time, my power would have grown. I would have, I would not stop at simply expelling your people. I would have been driven to end whatever threat they could pose. So he's saying, like, you know, we're no better Mm -hmm. than that. All sentient life is the same. Yeah. Like, we're all doomed to fight with each other no matter what. So you saved them and us from. Mutual destruction, I, so I thank you.
1: It takes those like you to guide us, help us focus on the right thing. Like, that's it. Yep. There it and is.
0: He says, you represent your kind and what they are capable of.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, in
0: a positive way. I took that, like, you know, in, in a positive way. And um just ends with Nathan's little smile, little smirk. Satisfied. Yep. Uh, and then we're outside with uh, Nathan and Ed looking out on the city um, and he's saying your plan worked. Um, there hasn't been any transference Fool, for a
2: day for a day. There hasn't been a transference, but um, Nate needs to go back. So he's, he's, he's going to go back and he's like, good back, good luck. And then TJ, how amazing we was get, this for you?
0: We get the preacher man that was in, uh, I want to say, it was either the first or second issue who was, uh, you know, on the streets, screaming at people. And now he's upset about the the other end where he's saying, like, you know, they cut us off. We can't allow this to happen. Um, there are spoils um, that were ours for the taking, uh, treasures from beyond. Uh, we're going to change the world. Now these tricksters have cut us off, uh, keeping their treasures for themselves. We cannot allow this.
1: Yep. He and you see Nathan. flipped.
0: You see Nathan using his his chisel and hammer to uh, that he uses to cross off names um, that he that he has used to cross off names in the past uh, whenever he finds somebody and brings them back from oblivion um, and then Ward General General Ward and Harker are there and um, they come to talk to him and and say like what have you done what were you thinking like how can you be like you know do this to Earth. Um,
2: Well, and he says, we have, we have all of your data. Like we, we have, you know, we can rebuild your technology. And Nate's like, you sure about that? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Yeah. I want to look again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nathan comes clean about it. He says, you know, after the meeting that we had, um, I should be asking you the same question when it comes to like, what's wrong with you and why have you done this to us? Like, so Harker, knows that it. the reason is because he's, Ward, Ward knows that the reason is because he's protecting Oblivion. But yeah, mm-hmm. and then he's,
1: yeah, like and he, he's and you don't have access to all those files. How could you? You don't have the clearance. Wait, it's like, where's wait, where's Heather? Heather?
0: And then he just, <laughs> he just disappears. Um, and then you look down and you see that um, he wrote um, his and Heather's name. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that in instead wall. of crossing and a name off, he was adding adding a name. Yeah, and we talked about that with Robert Kirkman. Like, that's yeah. so awesome, man. That's so awesome. The callbacks in this issue are just so, so good. The oh. one
0: thing, though, the one thing that I'll say. um, Should it be Heather Cole?
1: I thought that, too, but you, I don't know. I, I think of it as put her maiden name on there. That's like her yeah. family. Who that's her yeah. history. That's like yeah. put that in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. That's her birth certificate name. You know what I mean? Like, just put that in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then we see Nathan walking through the door back in Oblivion, and sure enough, Heather is there, standing there with Nate,
1: uh, oh, on a rooftop. What does this rooftop look like? <laughs> oh,
0: hi, Mark. Yeah. Looks like, it looks like. I thought the same thing. Did you like, really? What would you have after five hundred years? I was gonna. No, make a joke. no, not that.
1: I was actually wasn't <laughs> no. thinking that.
0: Just looking I'm, just no, looking
1: out of the a, room. A sunset. The room. Dude, it looks just like that. I did not the, hit her.
2: I, didn't, oh, I hi, did Mark. not.
1: Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it yeah. looks exactly like that, oh, that yeah. rooftop. Yeah, I can see that. It's just that little thing that he's coming out of. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, staring off at the sunset, um, Nathan and, and Bridget and Ed, and it all comes to, to a close. Uh, Nathan apologizes and said, you know, like, for something that he did so long ago, you know, and says, you know, I never should have abandoned you and I should have been there for you at all times. Um, and Ed basically says, you know, no more regrets. Like, we're
2: we're home now. He's like, look at the world that, that we've made. Isn't it beautiful? And then Nate says, which is truly amazing if you think about it, he says, it really is Eddie. It really is. Throughout this entire series, he's just called him Ed. Oh, I didn't and catch that. In the, I in didn't the catch that. He calls him Eddie when they're when they're young, and this is he calls him Eddie. This is the first time that you have seen Aww. him call. Eddie when they're adults, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. great.
2: They they they've gone full I, full circle. They've they've become brothers again, mm-hmm. and
1: I also think there's a, a Lorenzo signature hidden hidden in that last panel.
2: This is it the what bottom? Are... Bottom right,
1: the the right side edge. It looks like the L E, like or L O R E, mm. L O R E. Like the if you look at all, the, all of his covers and stuff like that, it, there's that little L loop, loop, loop kind of shape. It looks exactly like it to me. Could maybe it's not though, but that jumped out at me. Mm. I don't know.
2: And there we have it. There we have it. Did you guys read the, the letters?
1: Yeah. yeah I, which, the
0: first thing I brought up, like that, Kirkman said, that he's like, did nobody catch <laughs> in the Oblivion song uh, logo that the L-I is the uh, is the symbol for the Kuthal?
1: So I saw that. I'm like, okay, that seems like something that we would catch. And so I, I, I did a little bit of digging, not a lot. But do you guys recognize that as the Kuthal symbol? No. Okay. I found the one instance, unless there's more, I found the one instance that it shows that symbol. And it's last issue, I think it was, where they're talking about um, when, like, a- after after Nathan pulls uh, Lord Halak off the chair and we get the the, the history of all the tribes and all that, uh, all the factions fighting and everything like that. And one of them is like, uh uh i think the lord halak young lord halak or whatever is standing on like a on, on all of them thank you bill for showing it and he's like doing that tron thing where it looks like he's kind of holding a symbol up yeah that's the li
0: but what is what is he holding up it's on, so it's, holding, on, it's just
1: a light it's on he, page he's holding 19 it's right here DJ.
2: it's on page no, 19 I, of the last
0: issue i i know what you're talking about but what is he holding up though like he's holding up he's not holding up okay so the goes on are, and the Kurok, they are like factions. Mm-hmm. The Kuthal is like humans. There, it's not the U.S. Army or whatever. Like Kuthal, it like Robert Kirkman is saying that that is the Kuthal symbol. It's just faceless men in yeah. general, faceless yeah. men. So I wonder why he would be holding just that symbol up.
2: I I think it's it's a united symbol. It's a symbol for unity. Like this, yeah, could be. this unites us. This is mm-hmm. who we are. We're one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's more. Hey, we need this guy to hold up a symbol in this moment let's use this symbol from the logo (laughs) but again i don't know unless it was used earlier i don't know i I guess i'm gonna have to do another (laughs) reread
0: yeah i'm wondering if it's going to be like on some ship somewhere yeah we didn't catch you know that 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 was interesting though read it over again
1: i I definitely thought like turned the last page and i was like oh there's just one there's just one back cover and that's it there's nothing there's nothing else in here so there was that moment of like wanting more stuff in the back but i know i'll get that with the book three hardcover but those three after reading those three letters from lorenzo and alicia and alisa and um uh, robert kirkman were so good that i was like I you know this is all yeah. i need this is such a perfect send-off to have everything that they said yeah yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It,
2: it, it, it didn't need to be overstuffed it no. it 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 needed to end. It didn't need to be fucking Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> just end it and thank you. Yeah.
0: And if you, like if you have the physical copy of 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 the the last issue, um, it from beginning to end it was just the comic. There's no ads in there or anything. Even the the three letters that we're talking about were on the inside back cover. Like yeah. it's literally just, and I love that. I, I it was just very, very. It felt very final.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool so that's so it. it's it's done it's uh that is that so is oblivion song in its entirety we've broken down every issue
1: I mean it's it's kind of obvious we've talked about it we t- talked with Robert Kirkman about it we just went over it in detail but like I mean I was really really happy with this as a final issue like um you know he's done it with Walking Dead he's done it with invincible and now this and they feel similar in ways that they're just really satisfying. And that's just something that you can't like the things that I always look forward to. And I actually asked uh, Robert Kirkman this, but like the things that I as a reader really look forward to in a final issue are, you know, it being satisfying and like really great callbacks and like things that really tie things together. And I know that's simplifying something that is I'm sure incredibly difficult, but this just did it in in spades and i mean in a similar way to how i felt at the end of walking dead and invincible mm-hmm. and not and not in like a end game
2: pandery kind of way oh, no. um kirkman did a fantastic job in invincible i fucking cried and wept <laughs> when i read that last issue of the walking dead Like, what an epilogue that was. He always
0: sticks the landing. He sticks the landing,
2: and and it is so important. I feel like every writer strives to stick the landing, and it's so hard to do when you have such quality things, like, leading up to it, you know? Like, how can you possibly do better? And I don't think that it's about, you know, escalating it to, like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. It's, It's about, like, humbly ending it in a way, Ryan, to like your point, like callbacks, but that ha- like feel that cohesive, that, yeah, that 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 have meaning. Um, and it's
1: it it's funny, like the one thing that I didn't even really think about until, like, way after, or even maybe it wasn't even until today when I'm trying to think about things that I I, I not that I didn't like, but just things that I, I, I I'm, I wonder about, and I guess the thing that I expected the most that I didn't get was Duncan. Like we wanted so much, we from wanted Duncan. so much more from we Duncan, so much from him, but his shoes got the, the they, callback that they got that did. it, you know, and, and right, it's didn't and it, like it's,
2: shoelaces snap or something like that.
1: Yeah. And like, he, he ended up going back in for a little bit. Like he did it all. Like he did everything yeah. we wanted. It, it, it happened. It's just one of yeah. those things that like, it was just, we don't even a know what character we, that was
0: in the background. And
1: uh, yeah, one panel. Yeah. I don't even know if he had a line like and that's I like that he that, didn't
0: end up in oblivion too I like that he stayed on earth
1: which is funny because that's one of those things that we assumed that would happen he would end up in, in oblivion like all mm-hmm. these things that we think like we were way wrong with invincible we were way wrong with this and those like you're saying Bill aren't they end game-y things where it's like yeah give us this give us this give us this because it I didn't even realize that while I was reading this like I didn't question it was like oh yeah that makes sense that's where they are mm-hmm. good great move on to the important things that matter. Uh, Not that Duncan doesn't matter, but you know what I mean?
2: Even, like, Nate and Ed Ed ending up in Oblivion. Like, you would have expected Ed to be in Oblivion, and you would have expected Nate to stay on Earth and them to be, like, separate, but, like, you know, loving their lives or or just kind of accepting their lives, but just the fact that they ended together.
1: Mm Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we have some emails Mhm. Um one email that I'll I'll bring up first uh just, he he wrote in with some questions for Kirkman however um we 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 had already interviewed Kirkman but one uh, a couple of them I do want to bring up. He says, uh, "Are there any untold stories from Oblivion universe? Maybe a backup in the fu- in maybe a backup in future titles or a one-shot." And he does say in the letters column that maybe this will come back in some form. Yeah couple of years from now, 10 years from now, who knows? So I would love I mean, to, I would love looking, to get another story. Like I would love to, like how they do uh, the walking dead novels, like the books I'd like oh, to get, uh, uh, they, you
1: know what I mean? I, I, they haven't done something like that in a while, but I thought you were going to say something like here's Negan or Rick Grimes 2000. Like mm-hmm. they, they still manage to tell walking dead stories in, in, in other ways, whether it's uh, like Clementine or like there, there could be more stories that come out of oblivion Um, and what I was
2: going to say is that like it's super possible because even science dog got like, Uh, what are the chances of like that getting, you know, his own continuing story. So it could happen. mm
0: -hmm. Yep. I think it will. I feel like eventually we're going to get, yeah. I think it's one thing that I do think is going to happen is I think we're going to get like Pentagon shots. In other comics like there's going to be something that we're going to see like we saw the pentagon from oblivion in oh power, we might get a call to something that from oblivion song you know what i mean i think i think we'll get that you think you think
1: it, there'll be a an easter egg in um, chroma
0: could be mm. yeah
1: i know lorenzo likes easter eggs though so that's the yeah. only reason why i think that it could be but we'll see it would
2: be so ambiguous and vague though oh yeah like, oh yeah yeah only you. You would be the only person, Ryan, to find it because you would yeah. just scour every every panel. Another question
0: though. that um, Gary Halak – Gary Halock is the, is the one that wrote him with the questions. Um, and he – another question he asked is, is the movie going to be a trilogy? And when the article first came out, the, the woman who was talking about it saying that that was the hope, that it was going to be a trilogy. Um, so I think that that's how they're planning
2: it. You cannot do this entire series in one movie. You can't do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Ryan, do you have one for us?
1: Yeah. I've got one here from our friend Wyatt Lane, who has provided us with the awesome intro and outro music for this podcast.
2: As we said earlier. And every podcast that we will ever do and have we, ever done.
0: We pretty much have to, every time we say Wyatt's name, we have to preface it that.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> uh He says, TJ, Bill, and Ryan, what a ride. My favorite thing about this ending is how much it felt like a very honest depiction of humanity interacting with another civilization, how our flaws as a species would still pop back up and prevent a truly peaceful coexistence, but that there would still also be enough good people doing what they can to make a difference for the better. I love when writers use the lens of sci-fi to comment on humanity as a whole. Have, ever, have I ever mentioned The Expanse? And this ending gave me that in a very <laughs> satisfying way. The question, now that we know the whole story from beginning to end, what are your final predictions on how it'll play out on the big screen? Will this be one massive movie? Will it be a trilogy or multiple trilogies? My, my gut still says it'll be planned as a trilogy, but I'm curious if any of your thoughts have changed now that we could step back and look at the big picture. <laughs> big picture finally assuming this is the final episode of the podcast i just want to say congrats on all the great work you've done with this podcast over the past four years all your theories banter and commentary has made me reading this already fantastic book even more exciting love you guys wyatt lane thanks wyatt love you too bud um so yeah the uh question being um the, movie. the trilogy, which we already talked about were one big movie or whatever. So, yeah, we you were touching on it a minute ago, TJ, and I completely agree. I think the if you want to get an idea for the movies, I would look at the three hardcovers. I think those are kind of mapped out to be um, pretty clear beginning, middle and ends. Um, and I think that would work really well. And uh, I think I
2: think they could expand on quite a lot of stuff, too um, like with the Cathal and oblivion mm-hmm. spend more time there. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know how commercially successful, like it has to That's be a great thing. first movie. Yeah. It has to be a fucking great. It's a new IP. It's a really like not well-known comic. I I, I don't think, you know what I mean? In terms like when you compare it to other things, um, so I don't know. I, know. I think like I I don't know if they would market I don't know if they would if they would do it and have like a fucking cliffhanger at I think I think uh, I the... think
0: it I think it has to I think it would have to be like what Ryan said where it's like the three hardcovers except a little more in the way of like what the Invincible animated series did where everyone's like oh it's it's the first 12 issues first no it, it's it's it is but it's not they pull so much from later too when they pull it up early so i think that it would be the three hardcovers, but they would have to pull in and they would have to find things early
1: and they would have to find a way to make that first one end in a satisfying way in case it doesn't get picked up for more Uh, and i'm sure that's the challenge um and and uh, i guess and i know this isn't really an option i mean i guess everything's an option but especially the way we read it with you know issues it just feels episodic so thinking about now about like this amazing resurgence we have with more high quality TV shows than we've ever had in our life, man, part of me is like, that would have been cool too. Just a nice yeah. high quality show that, um, is, is, you know, done episode to episode with all of these cliffhangers and endings still have it told through three seasons and do something like that. I mean, I, I could, I could see something like this on Apple TV. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Because there's like I mean, there's think about sci-fi the amount done of sci- well.
1: think about think about the amount of high um high end uh, uh sci-fi shows or even all the stuff we're getting from Star Wars and what they're doing with the volume and everything like that like mm-hmm. they could pull this off they could pull this off a, a- absolutely you know, I mean a TV show type thing the the Foundation
2: like on, yeah. on Apple TV that is such a fucking quality sci-fi show that hasn't not one episode dipped and like like scope like it was always big and yeah. like the planets were always like super well done the 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 cg everything like that so i would almost prefer them to do that i feel like you could take more chances with that and and see like you know how is the viewership in every episode is it does it look like we're gonna get mm-hmm. like more viewers towards the end and is it getting traction whereas a movie's like all your eggs in one basket at one time. And it's just, it's scary. There's something it's, exciting it's about scary. that there
1: too. Isn't there, Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like g- going to like, uh, you know, maybe going to a premiere even, or going to just, just see this movie in a theater and like, man, that would be, I really mean,
3: cool.
1: what's, what's a new
2: IP sci-fi movie that like people are excited about. And over the last, let's say five years, I'm sure that was something. like commercially huge.
0: Like, what do you, what do you mean by huge?
2: Like got... that would that that would get a sequel, you know what I mean? Or that would Dune. like
0: Dune.
2: Yeah, but Dune is different. Dune is a mm-hmm. remake. It's like it's not an original IP. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's everyone well, knows mean,
1: what Dune is.
0: Yeah, I I guess. No, I get what
1: you're saying. I mean, the closest thing I could think of it's is also... it wasn't theatrical, but it was that Chris Pratt sci-fi movie on Prime.
2: Yeah, but is that going to get Tomorrow a sequel? War. It should. Tomorrow War is should. getting a sequel. Oh, it is yeah. getting a sequel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that's, see, that's a prime example, but it, a
1: prime. Hey, <laughs> oh, um, no. but it's not theatrical, you know? I mean, right. so it, it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see. And hopefully we'll be back, you know, uh, you know, in a year or so to give any updates or two years from now or whatever it is to, to see where we're at, but mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting to follow. Um. And thank you for all the kind words, Wyatt. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I
2: have Uh. do I have the final email TJ or do you, nope. do you have, no. okay, so go for it. I have one here uh, from Jared Yaw. Uh, I hope I made it in time for the recording. God, what a goodbye. This final issue being spaced out so much reminded me of why I love it so much. We'll miss this book so much. Loved Ed mentioning the song of nature in the first page. What a color marker or sorry, what a cool marker song uh, was for the distinction and beauty of both earth and oblivion, right? Like, in this issue, Gakal tells Nathan that he stands for the best of us. Uh, parentheses, amazing moment. I feel like all the beauty in Oblivion reflected the souls in Oblivion working to stop the growth alongside the humans, which is good, while in the end, even Harker and Ward um, were the same as Gakal uh, and the great Kirog, evil. Uh, hope that made sense. Yeah, it made sense. Hmm, we talked yeah, about that a lot. Totally. How Yeah, Um Next, he says, what an asshole Ward turned out to be. I hoped he was kind of changing as the story progressed. (laughs) Now,
3: uh,
2: I really enjoyed the backstory of Nathan and Ed being at the very end of this book. Like Ed uh, was an incredibly supportive and supportive part, positive part of Nathan's life, um, like way more than I thought. But the traumatic loss of their dad impacted each brother in such different ways really want to reread the thing now um, to watch out for the motivations of Ed and Nathan in light of the backstory. I've forgotten so much of the story already. That's a, I, I would love to go back and reread it, like knowing that yeah. history. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, do you think knowing more about their experiences or who they were to each other changes the way we judged any of their actions across the story? That last page is gorgeous. When they finally make a film out of this thing, I hope they do the colors justice. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed reading along with you guys. Thanks for everything, Jared. Um, so I'll go back to the question. Do you think knowing more about their experiences or who they were to each other changes the way we judged any of their actions across the story? Uh, Ed?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess Ed, man. Yeah. And, and even Nate, to a degree, like I talked about earlier in like in in this this drive to find his brother. It wasn't just because it was his brother. And and it wasn't just because he felt responsible for the transference either. There was more to it than that. And then when we think about Ed and him being this lowlife that, you know, kind of had people asking him for money or asking about, like, or saying that he owes him money and everything like that, we get an idea of what kind of guy Ed is without knowing the whole story.
2: Mm-hmm. You see what drives people to that place, you know, because it's so easy to judge someone that's having a hard time and just assume that they're a terrible person. Right. Or like they've always looked for an easy way out. Well, Ed didn't look for an easy way out. He was looking for any way to help his brother and Mm -hmm. you know, like where he was then he just, he couldn't find a way out.
1: And that's the thing. Like he got trapped by good intentions, you know, from Mm -hmm. good intentions
2: that's what i mean like yeah. he, like it's just easy to assume that he was just looking for an easy way out and gambling and stuff yeah, yeah. like that but
0: yeah and it just makes sense why he wouldn't maybe even makes even more sense why he wouldn't want why he was so adamant about not going back to earth there's right. nothing there for him
2: yeah. i liked ed changing my his story and and my changing perspective of who he is as a person because you end up really liking ed like who's kind of the main character of this story like is it Nate or ed and we argued about that and and who's your favorite character it's ed and (laughs) i feel like i feel like not knowing where he came from thinking that he's just such kind of like a bad person and then who he turned into like being the leader of this community and and like really looking out for his brother and all those people i don't know knowing that that's kind of the person that he was in the beginning yeah um it wouldn't have felt as big a change. So I like the way that they paced it. I like that they saved that Mm -hmm. for the end.
0: Indeed. Uh, I have an email from Bud Cobb. By your name. Uh, He says, Hello, podcast team. I can't believe it's here. Over four years of traversing through Oblivion and seeing all the love and praise for Kirkman and Annalisa and Lorenzo has been Amazing. I'm, I'm sure for y'all like me, it's so bittersweet. This was one of my first long-running series to read from start to finish, and I never expected to become so invested in these characters and this world. Uh, if there, he asked he asked a question to Kirkman, which again, apologies, was a little late for Kirkman, but um, the question that he asked Kirkman is the same question that we asked when we started digging into this: is the whole beginning. Um, of uh, the flashback uh was that something well it was kind of what we were asking he wanted to know if this was something that was planned from the beginning um which we touched on so we don't know i like to think so um you guys said that you kind of disagreed but yeah i'm curious and he talked about how much like that that you know um he said it hit he he said it hits him in the it hit him in the soft spots which me too the second I opened up that first page, I like, I knew it was going to, you know, rip our heart open. He also says, "Uh, is there a panel from Lorenzo that you would want framed? The etching in the wall with Nathan and Heather's name was a br- beautiful shot worthy of a frame.
1: Oh, man, on the spot. I don't know. I'd have to look through. Yes, there is. I, yeah, first, I, 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 I can say comes, yes.
0: <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind for me, like, we we have. Can to I guess deficit. what you're gonna
2: say, TJ? Can I can I guess what you're gonna say?
0: You're, I mean, no covers, no, because that's obvious. You want the um,
2: panel of when Nate was stuck in Oblivion and he's like by the waterfall or something like that. Not
0: no, uh, no mm. but that is a good one. Yeah. That is a really good one. But I just my favorite shot of Oblivion even though it's super random, I love the shot and I believe it's in um I believe it's in issue 25 where it just shows like it's a full I think it's a full page and it just shows Nathan crouched again like in kind of like a Batman type thing and he's like jumping out of like a wooded area and it looks sick and I just yeah. I've always loved that 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 picture.
1: All any give me any of the five year later five years later two page spreads even the pentagon one i'll take that but the one that comes to mind is <laughs> <laughs> the one that comes to mind is him leaping um on lightning over the chasm with all the small creatures behind him and everything like that oh that's yeah, a good one. i think that was twenty five actually i'm holding yeah, that's up a great the one TJ. that i was talking about i, lo-
0: I love that picture i always that's issue
1: one right no, that that's issue not one? issue one. No, that's no, that's not issue
2: one. That's um, when he's that's that same issue. It's twenty five.
1: I feel yeah, like there's one through... like that in in one where he jumps through a window, because him doing his Batman shit. But TJ with, with his knees up. TJ, scroll forward a little bit. Isn't there the five years later in that one where he's uh, on lightning?
0: Oh, I I I brought up that wasn't an issue. Oh, okay, never mind. But I showed. But yes, I believe there was. It was. I think it was yeah. three years later.
1: Or three years. I think they were all three yeah. right. Bill, do you oh, yeah. have one that comes to mind?
2: Not not even close that I'd be able to like hey. pick out. I, I'd have to go back and... yeah. But, I mean, we we There's didn't so make it a secret that we fucking love Lorenzo and yeah. Annalisa. Uh, like, Too difficult to choose. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but also says, thank you to the podcast team for um, dedicating their time and expressing their passion to a series that meant a great deal to me. Um, and even more thanks to Robert Lorenzo and Elisa Russ and Sean for crafting a b- beautiful and exciting series. Yep. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Bill. Oh yeah. my God. Bill's
0: holding up a three issue, years later panel. Yeah. Issue 25. Yeah, issue, 25
2: issue 25. And it's him on lightning just riding like, and it's very panned back. So you see like a lot yeah. of oblivion and, and they're just like barely there. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's a good one.
3: Cool. All right,
0: and I think I have one more here from our good friend Mitch Cresson. Oh, hey Uh Mitch. He says, "He says it's been a great adventure reading this um, and list reading this and listening to y'all journeying through Oblivion. Uh, what was your favorite panel of art hmm. from its fi- from the <laughs> final issue? Oh, small detail that is my favorite. Kakal's new outfit as a ruler is so incredible looking." For oh, me,
1: yeah. I like his little, his robes. They do look cool.
0: For me, I would, I would actually say probably the same panel that he's talking about. But like I said, um, when we were digging into it uh, more because the goes on, we're just like bowing. And I took that as showing allegiance to Nathan. And I just loved the way that whole, the whole room looked and, and seeing a call like in, in, you know, as the new leader, I really like that. But also like, just opening up that first page and seeing that it was a flashback it's not necessarily like a specific panel but that got me too uh,
2: i don't know if i had to pick if i had to pick a specific panel i would absolutely say the second to last one
1: of, yeah that's a really good one man
2: where, where he says isn't it beautiful and you see the sunset you see these birds flying like the landscape and the three of them standing there
1: so that so it's obvious now that i'm looking at it and i can't believe i didn't really catch on it earlier but the very last panel of this issue is a mirror of the very first panel they're the same size panel and nate and ed are in the same position standing next to each other once do you guys the see beginning? yeah yeah it's the same Shut size up. panel and everything <laughs> they're both standing there but they're looking out over a lake instead of looking out over the city hell yeah man oh or oblivion i mean oh uh, but yeah oh my god you're yeah. right yeah like flip back and forth between them it's like amazing yeah this issue man
0: so our good friend jordan gilbert literally
1: just sent one in. just
0: got so, just i've not read this yet
1: <laughs> my, well my my answer my answer to mitch would, would be oh, either yeah the the second to last panel um on that last page of them uh, of what they're looking at the like pulled back one um or probably, I mean, man, the one, the 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 new Philadelphia one of the city. Um, I also, I mean, I'm just gonna say all my favorite ones now. The 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 close up of the ogres looked amazing too, and that's what they used for the back art of the mm-hmm. of the physical copy. Um, but yeah, indeed.
0: Uh, so Jordan Gilbert writes in and says, uh, "I may be I may be late in writing this in, <laughs> and I apologize in advance, but I'm gonna send it anyways." It literally could not I, have been more perfect. I, I love that
1: Jordan got it in just now. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Right uh, at the end of the episode, too, like yeah. that skinning or.
0: He said, I thought this last issue was great. Um, it was nice how. It was a nice bow on top of bow. Uh, this bow on top of this entire city. Yeah, see? <laughs> um, <laughs> and the flashbacks with Ed and Nate hit hard. It felt. Again, it's small writing, and I'm blind.
1: Get some glasses, man.
0: I know, everybody yells at me. Um, (laughs) It felt real, which is what you want from these stories. I liked the approach of realism that even after the war was over, the humans still felt the need to fuck everything up (laughs) by stripping oblivion of their resources. I was thrown for a loop when they showed Ed still alive, but I should have figured that since it was just a flashback, uh, and then suddenly a time jump. Kirkman usually loves to torture his main characters, and I thought it was a nice—I uh, thought it was nice that Nate got a happy ending to a certain degree. Can't wait to see this um, adapted in the next few years. Been awesome discussing with you guys over the last three to four years. The community you guys have helped build is awesome. Love always, Jordan. Glad you got that in at the at the very last second. Yep.
2: Um, the very, very last second. Nice Jordan, job. I
0: think, has been the most consistent writer,
2: uh, <laughs> of right,
0: person writing into this podcast. So, um, yeah, thanks, Jordan. And totally agree. So, yeah, there it is.
1: I keep flipping back between this first and last page, man. That's so cool. That is we got it. You got to get a good quality of those and tweet it out. Just next to yeah. each other. Well, give it, give it a. a yeah, we'll give bit it though. some time. Give it a little bit. Sure. It just came out. We don't
0: want to. We don't want to spoil that. You know, yeah. Ed survived it all. So. Oh.
1: Yeah. Good stuff, guys.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. So, um, just a just a quick question, and I know that this, this is going to be absolutely the longest episode of Oblivion Song podcast ever. Um, but I just want to know, what's your favorite moment of Oblivion Song? what's the right, first thing so that comes I to clear, mind
1: I cleared the mechanism and just the first thing I thought of was the um uh man I don't even remember it wasn't a prison break but it was something... I was going to say the prison break Were you really? It yes, was it was would... that where uh and it wasn't even the prison it was when him and Ed did that thing where they had to go and steal was it steal back the device They had to do something, but they ended up going into that building. Ah, shit, I forgot what it was. And that's when he shot the two guards. He knew how high up they were. He ended up going back, shooting Mm -hmm. them again. They ended up using the ogre, shooting him, and then using the ogre to land on the ogre. Like, that whole, like, heist issue, I loved that. I loved that because that was one of those things, and we've talked about that at length in this podcast, but that was one of those things where we're like, man, I hope they really take advantage of using the, the two uh, dimensions as a way of traveling and getting really creative with that and Lorenzo killed it and I loved that. So that was that's the first thing that comes to mind.
2: What comes to mind for me is the other prison Parts which was in Oblivion oh. um, when uh de, cool, de cool taking people out? Yeah, was taking people out and like and like taking them apart. You yeah. know what I mean? And like like that that whole part. That's what I, lo- I if there's anything the I loved, stuff. it was yeah the abduction stuff, like the the mystery about like what they want and mm-hmm. what they think humans are. Um, that was just really scary because yeah. uh, the one had the baby, right? So you're like, oh my Lucy. god, like yeah, Lucy had no. the baby, and you're like, what the fuck's gonna happen to her and the kid? Um, I loved loved how tense that yeah. whole part was.
0: For me, um, I think it was just issue 19 as a whole because Kirkman just made it. So we were just starving for more, um, faceless man, like information. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what they were, where they came from, what their motivation was. And then you get issue 19, which was just all of it all at once. And it just, it hit and it was awesome. It was so well-written the, the, um, I, I, is there cinematography in in comic books? I don't know. Like it art? like I picked, yeah. Like the art of them just like Design. all, all bowing down. And then, um, grand Keurig just like standing up and like walking and like showing his, his cape and everything like that, that whole issue was just fucking incredible. And do call coming in uh, or to I mean, coming in and like all of that was just, I loved that, but also like lightning and the Terabat and the the Oblivion sword, like all all highlights.
1: The 25 to 30 or so stretch where it was, here's this character, boom, three years later, what are they doing? Here's this character, boom, three years later, what are they doing? And the way he told that story during that segment, uh, is a, is a, is an area that I really liked as well.
0: Yeah. And seeing like issue 24 end and, uh, and um nathan is stuck in oblivion and then you get to the letters column and it's like see you in four months it's like oh no yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. those are moments i always think of so that's great um this is very sad
1: guys was we've cool. never i mean again this is this is the first time getting to an end of something like this where we started from the beginning we didn't start walking yeah. down or invincible from the very beginning when it came out um but this is the first time seeing it from beginning to end and obviously doing this podcast with it and um, being, you know, having done the Invincible podcast for a little while, like being experienced, I could, I guess I could say, in in doing this and talking about these things and like having the connection to talk to Robert Kirkman and like it's, it, it feels very much like the comic where it had this very clear beginning, middle and end, this whole process that we went through uh, doing the podcast. So... That was a lot of fun and it was cool to see it all wrapped up and i'm excited to see what the future brings with it
0: i was really surprised throughout this comic or throughout this podcast how many people found us that didn't read invincible and that really shocked yeah. me because i think we all expected to get listeners from the invincible podcast that found their way over here most there were some. most people Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah for sure there were there were definitely some but i was surprised at how many didn't read invincible because you would think that the first things that you would read of of kirkman's would be walking dead and invincible but there were several people that reached out i think um uh bud cobb was somebody that he said that this was the first um the first comic that he read from beginning to end so that would tell me that he didn't read invincible like things like that is is just is, is was really cool and kind of a shock so um, thank you to anybody who's listened to a single episode of this podcast, um, obviously to Robert Kirkman, Annalisa Leone, um, Lorenzo De Felici, Russ Wooten, uh, Sean Mackiewicz, uh, and mm. everybody that put out this, this, this comic, because, um, we really did enjoy it. And I feel like we, we in a way kind of represent the, the readers, you and, and we loved it. So I'm not ready. This yeah. is sad
1: great job team everybody that worked on this comic again thank you all and thank you all the listeners to to joining us on this ride um and again like i said we look forward to staying in touch whether it be through invincible podcast or just online and um still want to hear what every people uh, other people have to uh say about it so if you found this podcast and you found these episodes a year afterwards because you stumbled on this book and then stumbled on the podcast i mean you've got all this content why not listen to it um then hey shoot us an email and find us on twitter and let us know what you think of uh oblivion song now that it's now you've gotten a chance to read the entire thing
3: yeah
2: and, and it's a fun little time travel thing right because it could be the year 2025 right now and the movie just came out and you're like oh i wonder if there's anything well guess what there is we're here Yep. yeah waiting for you
0: yep and if you haven't read *Invincible*, you can read *Invincible*, and then go hang out with us over at the *Invincible* podcast because that's not—we're not planning to end that anytime soon. So we'll still be over there. We're over there right now, just hanging out right now. Hanging out, right, right on. TJ, right you
2: are—you are turning this into *Lord of the Rings* and *Return of the King* ending. So I think okay, it's time. I'm
0: not ready. I'm not I, think ready. To, I think it's
2: time to—I no. think it's time to say goodbye and I, to wrap it up. We've needs to hold my hand. We've—we've uh, gotten—we've gotten—we to, got together and we. Um, Got this little song ready for you guys. It's a it's a goodbye song. Oh wait, one uh, more I thing.
0: One more thing. And I forgot to uh I was gonna add this to the thank yous, but uh obviously again to Wyatt Lane, um, and Ben from the Nerds Chatting Podcast for of course. for helping us out in the podcast as well. So thank you to them as well. May wanted to make sure I got that in there as well. So right on. um yeah. All right. Bill, Ryan, this has been the Oblivion Song Podcast signing off.
2: For the last time. That's right. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
3: Bye. Okay, bye. bye.